All right. We have been gone for a long time, but the boys are back in town. Um, I am joined uh, live from uh, from Michigan by Ethan of the Confronted Capital YouTube channel, um, by from uh, Canada by Victor Brizzone of uh, Plastic Pills. Uh, also does the academic edgelords uh, with uh, with Ethan and other people. Um, and I am here in the Gave Them an Argument Studios in Southern, sunny Southern California. Um, so <laughs> I I took a little sell. It took a little selling to get me to agree to do this. Uh, yeah, it sure did. Uh, <laughs> it did. Uh, I, I'm still kind of of two minds. Both of you, I feel this. like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, um, cause on the one hand, um, well, I think the sort of reason to do it and the reason not to do it are kind of the same, but, uh, this is, um, but you know, we've been gone for a long time. Let's, let's start by, let's start by giving, you know, people, you know, people can eat their vegetables later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's give you a dumpster fire. <laughs> Yeah, this really seems like quite a dumpster fire. So I was, um, you know, usually for the Thursday ones, I just make the, um, uh, this is some extremely unfascinating behind the scenes stuff, but, you know, usually for the Thursday ones, I just like make the, uh, the YouTube link essentially, you know, through, through StreamYard uh, myself. Uh, and I'll do that a little earlier in the day when I get the thumbnail from our graphic designer, uh, J. Andrew World. And this time I was, uh, I had just finished writing an article. I was going, uh, I was driving to the studio and I had not had a chance to do it yet. So I, I, I called our producer Jake to, to see, see if he could do it. And, you know, we were like, I would, you know, I was driving, you know, I, I got this anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter, but they have me, I was driving and we're on the phone and he was like setting it up and I was like, I didn't throw it. And he was like, okay, so you know, it's like writing the title. It's like, who's in this? And I told him all that. I was like, are you sure this is the thing that happened? Because this <laughs> this really seems this really sounds like just a dream you had. Yeah, totally. It's, it does sound like it's like these people were in my dream and they were all together in the same room. And it's like, oh, that's weird. That's bizarre. That would never happen. <laughs> yeah. So this is. Um, Repeated, give them an argument guest, Glenn Greenwald. Um, zero time, give them an argument guest, Alex Jones. Um, the uh, uh, and the Krasenstein brothers, who I sort of have a a vague meme infused idea of who they are. Uh, and uh, Destiny, uh, who some of us have had repeated conversations with. And it's something about January. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm very confused about this. This was your idea, Victor. Set up what we're about to watch. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's. I guess it's it's a really dumb debate about is January sixth the coup attempt? So there's going to be some debates about like you know what counts as a coup, which are going to be really mind numbing. Um, but I mean, really, we're here for as you put it. We're not eating our vegetables today. This is going to be a total. And I did watch most of this ahead of time. And I think watching it, I was like, this would be fun to do just because 
I think there's so much, like, it's so chaotic um, that it is really just like, kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know. We're not here for the substance. We're here to maybe psychoanalyze Alex Jones and see like what's wrong with his mind and why, <laughs> at least that's what I'm here to do. I'm, I was like, I was like, this isn't even about analyzing the arguments. Like I want to understand like, is Alex Jones at like a different level of, of human maturity than like other people in terms of just like talking and listening? Like he seems like a child, but we'll see. I mean, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but like my read on it when I was initially looking at it, I was like, he seems like a child on the on the playground, like like a bunch of times. You're just like, this is not an adult. And you can even feel the people on his side uh, are like, are kind of like looking at him and being like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, this is like, what's, can we let, have the, could, could the adults talk now? Like, yeah. But you missed one person. It's that, it's that Beatty guy, right? It's that like, oh, is it um, something, uh, it's not Warren Beatty because it's an actor, right? It's like. Um, yeah, Warren Beatty is an actor, correct, is. Uh, anyway, some some right wing guy named uh, like BD something who, who I only I was actually I recognized him because I realized that one of the professors in my department, um, Ronald Beener, who's a political theorist who had that um, he had that altercation. Well, not an altercation, but he had that issue with his student who ended up being a fascist or whatever. Michael Millerman, you might have heard a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, this guy, this guy with the last name BD has is like a. I think he's a Millerman supporter and he's kind of trolled Ronald Beaner on Twitter a bunch of times. And I've seen that come up. So anyway, that's, that's the, the pitch. And I don't know why I, I think I just wanted something mindless coming back. And I was like, then let's do this. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be funny. We're going to get to laugh a lot. There's, I think, I hope there's going to be a lot of laughter substance. You've come to the wrong place for that. Yeah. Uh, anybody tuning in for the first time, I really promise we do cover a lot that has substance and uh, uh well, we'll make cuts. it more substantive here we'll make yeah. it more substantive just yeah. imagining someone who's like new year's resolution was to listen to more philosophy streams so they tune into this one <laughs> it's like the first ben burgess show they've heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh Man, you know, I mean, we watched like you know, we've done, we've done like uh, you know, Michael Harrington arguing with William F. Buckley out here. You know, there's been like so much stuff uh, with actual substance, but here uh, we did we did that highbrow. I don't know how highbrow it was, but I remember it was like super like philosophical and technical. Like I think about uh, consciousness and like uh, uh-huh. yeah, it was uh, like, like computer Carroll. consciousness. Yeah. yeah, John Searle, like that was some heavy stuff. We do some real heavy, real philosophy here, Norm. Like, well, often, often, yeah. And sometimes we do this. So to, tonight is the night that we're going to do this. So um, I, I was kind of thinking about how to do this, whether sort of talk a little bit about you know what we all think of the substance of the issue. But I, I, I think. Um, I think maybe, you know, as Lewis Carroll says, uh, adventures before explanations. Let's, uh, uh, let's watch, uh, let's watch a little bit of, uh, let's watch a little bit of this and then maybe we can weigh in on what they had to say. Would you have been okay in the year 2000 if Gore refused to certify the vote because he didn't like what was happening in Florida? A lot of Democrats did want to answer that that question. Glenn, answer the question. Yeah, and I would have actually. Yes, a lot of Democrats were angry about that. I'm not asking if a lot of. I'm asking you would be okay personally if he refused to certify the vote. I think there were two. You want to answer the question? What would have happened if Pence would have thrown out the vote? No, that's a hypothetical. Trump wanted a ten-day investigation. No, but I don't he, care he what Trump wanted. He also wanted Pence to throw out the Yeah, what would have happened? Votes. What would you have called that? And we're pushing for that. Yeah, what would we have called that? Can I get a name for that? If you don't want to call it a coup or an insurrection, what would you call that? 
Well, I'd call it taking Trump off the ballot and saying he, we can't vote for him. I know you won't answer because you probably know he's guilty. That's fine. What about oh, I you know or Glenn? Guilty. Glenn, what would you call it if the president was able to entrench his power by asking his vice president to throw out the vote unilaterally, which is what he was trying to do? Do you want to deny the facts? Do you want to deny that it's a coup? What part? A coup. Why didn't he call them off immediately if he thought it didn't make him look good? It was happening while he was giving a speech. Wrong. The reason why he didn't call I, them off is brother, because Kim, Giuliani, and Eastman were making phone calls to other I senators and congressmen asking them to decertify the electoral uh, vote. No, no, no. You yes, were there, but you weren't. Do you acknowledge you're, that you're, happened or do you not acknowledge it? We're talking about the crowd. I don't care about the crowd. Oh, oh. I'm saying that as the riot was raging on and he was no. sitting there sipping his Diet Coke, if this really made him and his followers no, look bad, why didn't Donald Trump make a video listen, immediately? I, I, yeah, I'm about to do it because I can talk over you really easy. That's what you've been doing the whole time. No, no, no. You're I doing look forward it. to you dodging you're the question it. again. You're doing, Go ahead. you're doing it. You're doing it. No, you. So, no, you. No, you. 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 No, you. You. Both of you. Keep doing it. Jump into it. I want to introduce our panel of incredible people, what as I said problem? earlier, and I'm going to start from the end and give you guys a chance to introduce yourselves. We have Ed Krasenstein. Yeah, how's it going? I'm Ed Krasenstein. You know me on X at Ed Krasen, also the twin brother of Brian. Thanks for pointing out that it's Krasenstein, not Krasenstein. Well, it can actually be either. You can do Krasenstein or Krasenstein, and I really don't care what you use. So. It's Frankenstein, not Stein. Okay. Not Frankenstein. But- Let's, that, that was Alex Jones, if you yes. didn't know. We also have Brian Krasenstein. Hey, and uh, it's great to be here. Uh, I'm Brian Krasenstein, known as Krasenstein on X, uh, um, Ed's slightly better looking and more intelligent twin brother. And modest as well. Probably the most modest of the yeah. Krasensteins. Uh, next, to, next to Brian, we have um, Stephen Bonnell, known as Destiny. What's happening, man? Hey, what's up? You know me on YouTube at Destiny. My real life name is Stephen, and I scream and shout at people on the internet for a living. Next to this dude, we got Alex Jones. Uh, Alex, explain yourself. Well, I don't think I probably needed much of an introduction. Uh, but I mean, I was there on January 6th and I, I saw what happened. And so uh, it's a very important discussion we're about to have tonight. I'm glad everybody came. We need to have more of this, not just left and right, but just just different groups of people debating and discussing. I'm really glad that uh, Zero Hedge and, and, and their great subscription service, people supporting it, is financing this. And so you're going to see a lot more of this with people supporting Zero Hedge. And so I'm, I'm just honored to be here with you guys. Uh, in Austin, Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Zero Hedge. Great company. Great people, too. Really great people involved with the company. And to your left, my right, Darren Beatty. What's happening, man? Great to be here. Thank you. I'm Darren Beatty. I run a news site called Revolver.News, which is reported extensively on January 6th. And you can also see me on X at Darren J. Beatty. And you're a Trump advisor and speechwriter. Yes. And, and a former professor. And you help quarterback a lot of uh, the groundbreaking stuff that... Uh, Tucker Carlson put up. Indeed. So I'll send your prices in Thank you. And we also have coming in re- remote live, Glenn Greenwald from your studio in Brazil. What's happening, Glenn? Hey, everybody. Glenn Greenwald. I'm a journalist. I'm a, the host of System Update on Rumble. I had planned to be there in person. A little logistical problems intervened, and I wish I could be, but I'm really looking forward to participating. And I just want to echo Alex. I think what Zero Hedge is doing is so important, organizing these kind of substantive structured debates among people who obviously disagree pretty strongly on things and yet nonetheless can have what I hope will be a civil and spirited debate, what I expect it will be. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I appreciate being asked. Yes, that is my job is to make sure that it maintains civility, structure, organization, and uh, that we don't talk over each other, that we end up listening to each other. Uh, the real value of humanity, one of the most powerful tools we have is communication. So I think tonight's going to be an exemplary. Uh... All right. Now, Victor, you said you've uh, already watched most of this. 
Does it, in fact, maintain those virtues? <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. No, I do love like the Dave Rubin esque like intro. Like, I'm just glad we can discuss these ideas. Like, given who the panel consists of and how it turns out. Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> like it seems. I think. Like, like, like yeah. you, you know, it, it, it seems like given the composition, um, extremely unlikely on his face. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I will say that maybe the most substantive, uh, like, interesting aspect, which I'm. Which I think, but that was also the thing that I was thinking about when I was watching it originally was because I know like, and we were talking about this a little bit on Twitter, Ben, just like, uh, or X, whatever, like that Glenn Greenwald, it's kind of interesting the way that he's been sort of shifting his sympathies or kind of being, well, he's always been anti-establishment, right? He's always said really good stuff that's like against the military industrial complex and very suspicious yeah. of centralized power and all that stuff. But um, I think lately... Uh, yeah, part of it I was just really interested to hear because you've talked to Glenn several times. So I'm just uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of like what you think about the the things that he says in this debate. Yeah, I mean I I actually um, not you know frequently, but you know, but I the last time was actually uh, last month, right? This is um, he was on the show. Uh, it was recorded, I think, a few days after the. Um, the last episode before we went on break, you know, like I, I was just like, wanted a few things that we could like kind of pepper as like sprinkles, new content, you know, during the, uh, the month we were off. So I recorded a couple segments with Matt McManus and one with Glenn Greenwald. Um, and basically the one, you know, cause I talked before 2023, the last time I talked to Glenn, you know, on air, uh, was, um, probably when he had me on system update to talk about my book, right. In 2021, uh, if, if there's a time since that, I'm not thinking of it. Um, and he, you know, he'd been on an argument to talk about his book about Brazil before that, uh, like, but like not very long before it, I think, um, in any case, I, I might be wrong about some of those details, but like I hadn't talked to him in a long time, right. Before 2023, and at the beginning of 2023, like in January, uh, when I was still doing a show on Colin, I, um, uh, Glenn and Bronco Mark teach a good friend of mine of Jacobin were arguing on Twitter about, uh, essentially whether, um, there were a couple of different issues going on, but like, um, a lot of it was about, sort of Glenn played up the anti-interventionist things that would be said by like MAGA Republicans uh, and sort of giving a lot of credence to the idea that there'd been this big realignment on foreign policy and, you know, and, and not him not like sort of paying nearly as much attention to anti-interventionism for the left. That was basically what Glenn and Bronco were arguing about. So I invited them both on my call-in show to hash it out there. We, we replayed it here and obviously I'm not disinterested. I mean, like it, it was essentially me and Bronco arguing with Glenn, you know, and, um, and then, uh, so fast forward to December, 2023. And, and I asked him if, you know, cause I'd, I'd actually, you know, I don't think it's a secret. I, you know, 
I like the guy uh, personally. I enjoy talking to him. I always have. I I have. Uh, I I really admire some of the things that he's done around, uh, you know, exposing uh, NSA spying and you know, exposing uh, the the uh, the you know judicial frame up of Lula da Silva uh, in, in Brazil. Uh, but you know, I, I don't think it's a secret that politically, you know, I've well. I, w- I was about to say we've been traveling in different directions, but like, I don't think I've traveled anywhere. I think I've been, you know, I think I pretty much think all the same shit that I did like three or four years ago. And, uh, and Glenn seems to have been traveling in a direction that, you know, that that's, that's, uh, I mean, he, if you, t- if you ask him about it, he would play up, you know, he would emphasize the things that have remained consistent, which I think if we're going to be fair about this, there are quite a few things that have remained consistent. Um, certainly, some of what you were talking about, Victor, you know, some of those sort of anti-establishment instincts have been very consistent. And, you know, and, and actually part of the reason I, I reached out to him in December is that is that I've actually liked quite a bit of what he's had to say since October 7th about the Palestinians and about, uh, you know, sort of free speech, silence of the pro-Palestinian voices and all that stuff. And those are definitely threads over the mm-hmm. years, right? But also, um, if you know, if you look at his kind of evaluation of the U.S. political spectrum and his, his the way he draws friend-enemy distinctions, all that stuff, that has shifted like, quite radically, right? Yeah. O- over the years, so he, uh, you know, I was I was reading Glenn Greenwald in like 2007 at Salon.com, and uh, and you know he, you know the the people he he saw as allies there were like you know progressive Democrats who had who had primary challenge you know establishment democrats uh and you know it is complicated like when the tea party was going on like he you know i I can remember reading things that he wrote in salon i think it was still salon not the guardian then uh where he was um where he would he would sort of say oh well actually in some ways what the tea party's talking about what occupy are talking about you know there's like you know there's the sort of like overlap you know, there's overlap, right? There's the sort of like horseshoe theory, but but it's a good thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of kind of views that he would sometimes have, but that was kind of a and he was pretty enthusiastic about like the Ron Paul campaign because uh, he was raising all this stuff about war and civil liberties. So there were definitely like early sides, but like his latest 2018, he was a big he was a big promoter of AOC when she was running for for Congress for the first time, and you know, I I think, you know, I think in over the course of you know basically to some extent really started you know i i I think that the i think that um i think that like him being i should say correctly skeptical of a lot of the russia gate stuff um like i think helped um you know sort of veer him off in this this other direction and and anyway like so i i have um you know none of this is new i've been saying this for years but it's like i i think that all this uh i think that his i think that this i think that like this sort of realignment stuff that that he believes i i just don't take that seriously right like i i just don't think a lot of that stuff's true and uh so when i invited him on in december it was like with the thoughts like okay for some of this we're gonna be talking about you know palestine and free speech we're pretty much gonna be agreed with each other but also what i want to do and i you know this wasn't a surprise like this was how i pitched it right was uh i i want to 
revisit right that argument from January about foreign policy realignment in light of the fact that the most mega Republicans have been the most deranged hawks since October 7th, right? And the most deranged advocates of censoring, you know, pro-Palestinian uh, students on college campuses and, you know, and all this stuff, right? Like, and I, I wouldn't push them on that. And people could watch that conversation, right? I, I, I did, you know, I did that, right? So that's like a, a little incomplete, but I think probably good enough for now, right? You know, uh, capsule of of my my history with Glenn, Glenn Greenwald. But, um, you know, I will also say, like, all the times I've talked to him, I, I kind of think I've gotten the best possible version of him because, mm-hmm. uh, um, you yeah, know. Yeah, watch your recent interview with him. Yeah, right. Okay. So so he seems, and in there, I mean, he does seem very thoughtful and like, you know, he's, he's like yeah, really yeah. considering each point or whatever. And, you know, I could, I could imagine this like city block size dumpster fire that we started to watch, not maybe bringing out the best version of him, but uh, I suppose we'll see. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be, you'll, you'll be the judge. <laughs> Fair enough. I think my um, voice example is a bit of, an echo of that. There, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go for this. The first question I got for you guys, and this is really for the entire panel and anyone that wants to start it off. Maybe we can start with you, Ed, since just cause you're on the end and we can move around is January 6, 2021. Was it an insurrection? And before you answer, before you answer, I want to read this. This is um, this is actually what the it's called 18 U.S. Code 2383, rebellion or insurrection. Yeah, let me do an overhead shot. This is right out of court of law here. Excellent. All right, I'm going to start reading this. This is according to uh, the U.S. Code. Whoever incites, sets on foot, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof or gives aid or comfort thereto shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. It technically doesn't define insurrection. It's the code talking about what, what I guess what an insurrection is. Of course, they use the word insurrection in the actual code itself. But what do you think? Do you guys think it was an insurrection? So I, I personally believe it was an insurrection. Um, and I base that on the fact that 20 court decisions called it an insurrection. And the fact that there was a bill passed in the Senate that called called them a mob of insurrectionists. I think the bill passed, or it was in the House of Representatives, 406 to 21. Uh, that was a statute to award the police officers medals. And it referred to these, uh, these individuals as insurrectionists. So, I mean, I think the term can be su- subjective. I think, you know, people can say nobody was charged with violating Section 2383 of Title 18, which is insurrection and insurrection and rebellion statute and nobody was right but i don't think that defines whether the event was an insurrection when i say insurrection i I don't mean everybody there was partaking in insurrection there are people who were peaceful people who the people who walked into the capitol and did nothing i don't think that they were insurrectionists i think they violated the law but i don't think they were partaking in insurrection. I do think that Proud Boys were partaking in insurrection. I think you could say Donald Trump incited the insurrection. I do. Destiny, what do you think, man? Uh, I would say the plot from start to finish is quite obviously an insurrection. The only way to get around that is to either justify an insurrection, which is what most conservatives do. They don't realize it. 
or to deny that an insurrection could ever happen or or you're not aware of all the facts of what happened. I think that Donald Trump and his cronies had a very coherent plan that they tried to enact from start to finish, starting with false claims of voter fraud, leading to false slates of electors that filed themselves as state electors under perjury, which is what they did, up to the violence that happened on the day of the you know, um, on the day of the certification of the vote, where Donald Trump and his friends continued to try to delay the peaceful transfer of power by contravening the certification of the Electoral College vote. And what I, I want to make sure that we don't force this into like what they want to call a debate debate where you got to be wait to called on or be called on or anything. So if any of you guys, Glenn, you as well, man, if any of you guys want to jump in. Yeah, they, two of them just went. I, I, I want Glenn to go, but I just want to say. I just want to pause to say that seems like a giant mistake. Oh, what he just said? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, no, seriously, make them wait to be called. Yeah, like, this is going so well. It was going well. The first two people and already the 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 moderator's just like, this is boring. Like you guys need to start interrupting each other. Yeah, like exactly. a conversation with these guys needs less law and order, I think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like I I, I mean, they have a I mean, honestly, I I think ideally, if they're all going to be in the same room, they should be in separate soundproof booths <laughs> so their, their their volume could just be cut off instantly if they start talking with their nuts. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. Yeah. At the very least, don't tell them that like they could just go nuts. <laughs> like, yeah, please doing? jump in, interrupt, please. This awesome. is too civil. <laughs> Say something here. I was there. And I was investigated and subpoenaed by the Justice Department in at least five criminal investigations. And I was forced to testify in front of the Jan 6 committee, which they've now been destroying their records because the records show the opposite of what they said. Trump and all of us had a stage rented by the Supreme Court. He was supposed to have another rally there. We showed up before Trump ever finished his speech. People were getting tear gas and hit by bullets. And there were a bunch of provocateurs leading an attack against the police, and they broke through. And then this million-plus people then got blamed as insurrectionists, and Biden gave a big speech yesterday saying they're all terrorists. So by, by, by that extension, Kamala Harris, as, as the VP candidate, was bailing people out of jail that burned down police stations and firebombed federal buildings. So, so, and, and, the, and the idea of Biden's speech yesterday, making his whole campaign about January 6th, saying political violence is never good— the, the Democrats are the ones that call for political violence. So I was there with a bullhorn. I can only reach 100 yards out when the tear gas was hitting me saying, don't go in, don't fight the police. This is a setup. And we have hundreds of videos. And so regardless of what the left tries to do, they're all out there of people taking off their Antifa stuff and putting on the 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 uh, Trump garb and, and and the police fake arresting people attacking them and then high-fiving them. I mean, this has all come out in the new footage, and it's all getting... Wait, fake arresting them? How were they fake They would grab them and arrest them and then drag them in and then high-five them, you know, take the handcuffs off and high-five them. Those videos, what people are going to take, everything I say, they're going to put it on X and show what I said. That's where we dominate. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, so, and, so, and so what I'm getting at here, let me just let me, let me tell you this. What I'm getting at here is they now admit hundreds of federal officers were there. So when Trump started his speech... This whole thing began with Ray Epps saying, go into the Capitol. He told the Jan 6 committee, yeah, it's true. It's in his text messages. He told family, I orchestrated it. So under pressure, they finally indicted him, but only recommended six months. So a, a few hundred people got manipulated into fighting the police. They, they were led and driven by provocateurs and other groups. They were others. Then they opened the doors and the police wave them in in hundreds of videos. They walk through the velvet ropes and then they indict 
over a thousand people that just walked through velvet ropes. And then now we're told in the national security directive of President Biden, the number one threat is the American people. And he had a declaration of war yesterday against all Trump supporters and says to protect democracy, we're not going to let you vote for Trump. So as Stalin said, I care not who casts the votes. I care who counts them. Well, Biden doesn't care who casts the votes. He cares who's allowed on the ballot. So we've already won. No one's buying this. And and, and when this happened three years ago, the, the Wall Street Journal had a print of retraction, but they said I was there as a coward telling people to attack. Well, no, they wouldn't let me put the video on Twitter before I was saying don't go in. But the truth is it's coming out. And and so so that's the bottom line here. And, and this attempt by Biden to cast the American people as the enemy in all these movies about martial law and civil war and race war. That's their only hope because because the, the corrupt, evil Democratic Party and it's evil twin, the Republicans, they've lost power and populism is rising. Quite frankly, this was not an insurrection. It was an insurrection that would have been guns. And it's in the Declaration of Independence that it's our right and duty to get rid of a government that's destructive of what the people want. But I'm not calling for violence. We're winning this politically, but we're being cast as about to be violent in the next 10 months because all these indictments and all these attacks to not let Americans vote for who they want aren't working and are backfiring. And all the big Democrat lawyers now admit it. Axelrod admits it. Carville admits it. They all admit this attempt, like we're in Venezuela or something, to take Trump off the ballot when he's never been convicted of insurrection. This is a military tribunal, U.S. code from the Civil War. If a military tribunal found you were guilty of being involved in insurrection, that meant after the war ended. Can I ask you a question? Alex, Alex, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So do you think the Confederates during the Civil War were partaking in insurrection? I, 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 I mean, in, in retrospect, because I wasn't alive then, I, I think the South got manipulated into that. I- you know, I was just thinking after that, like, psychotic gish gallop that we just heard of, like, every talking point that he could think of, you know, uh, all, like, melded together for five minutes. Um, that whichever Crasson state that was, I, I refuse to to figure out which one of them is which. Uh, that that guy was making like the weakest possible objection, right? It was like there's such a bad response, right? There's there's so many things you could have said here, but like one seems like Alex sort of anticipated it, right? At the end of what he was saying, two there are all kinds of obvious things he could say about like oh come on are you gonna you know compare you know are you gonna compare like a you know few hundred boomers most of you know most of whom you know didn't have weapons with them you know like rampaging around the capital to like this this actual army you know rising up in rebellion again you know like there's so many like it was such a bad it was such a bad objection there were so many good ways that alex could have responded to it but it's fucking alex jones and instead of doing any of that, he just reaches <laughs> towards the most insane possible. <laughs> yeah, I know. Immediately, you're like, I had the same thought. I remember, like, just like, oh man, that's not even a good setup. And then, of course, Alex Jones is like, well, I don't, you know, I don't think that. Uh, it's like I personally, I personally think they were baited into it. You know, <laughs> like, what? Like, uh... Yeah, no, it's 
He's like, oh, I, I'm not sure I wasn't alive yet, but it seems like Gettysburg was a false flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I thought there was real issues between the North and South. The abolitionists, uh, you know, had a good point and, and slavery needed to end. Uh, but it was really about could, the North. Could, wait, wait, so just to be clear, the person that's defending the J6 writers won't say that the Confederate states were engaged in insurrection. Well, that's not what I that. see. See, see, here's what happens. The question. No, 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 hold on. Hold on. That's not true. That's what it sounded like you said. No, no, we well, correct the record. No, no, so do you think not, they were engaged no, in insurrection? to talk. And the thing I said was, I think the South was wrong. And then you just said, you just said that I support what the South did. No, I didn't say you supported that. I said no, that you said that no, they no, weren't no. engaged in insurrection. Do you the, think the Confederate the states were engaged in insurrection? Was that because there were rebellions during Reconstruction at the end of the Civil War, and they were saying if you lead an uprising against the Northern occupation of the South, you're precluded from running from office because they were worried about Southerners getting office again, like Jefferson. Oh, okay, okay, and, and no, so no, I do not support the Civil War or slavery, and I'm not a quote Confederate. Okay, but what not an insurrection. That. Yeah. My question is: Was it an insurrection? Yes or no? Yes, I have if, a, if you were, it, it, no, 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 it, no, no. The law. Yes, I, I think that it was a civil war. You could say an insurrection. Okay, so is insurrection? Did anybody get charged with insurrection rebellion? What I'm saying is violating statute. Did anybody you're, you're get charged? Listening. No, I'm asking. You, you just said it was insurrection. Did anybody get charged with violating the insurrection and rebellion statute? Yes, people did. You have no, to because there was no statute there. That's my point. No, if you don't the need to. You don't you need. Did. You don't need to violate that statute in order to be partaking in insurrection, because the Civil War was an insurrection, okay, well, you and know, nobody got charged no, 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 with violating no, 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 that. This no, came, that's what I'm saying. That, that's War, my point, Alex. That's, you're changing like, the subject. No, you know let's even the Democratic Party lawyers on CNN say you have to be convicted under the 14th Amendment of this before you can be, you can't, you can't just You don't get convicted under the 14th Amendment, you get convicted under Section 2383 of Title 18. Well, let's, let's slow down a little, let's slow down a little. A congressional resolution to give awards to Capitol Police is not a conviction of Donald Trump to remove him from the ballot. He's been indicted for saying they stole an election. So now they want to take him off the ballot to so be clear, he hasn't been him, which is that. pure stealing of an election. I, I think this is not. He's, but, a, but, he's the Yankee Yankee. He's not somebody in Georgia. He's not Robert E. Lee. This has nothing to do. I with know, it. but also as a quick point, fact check, you, on the 14th Amendment, it doesn't require a conviction under such. Yeah, got, you can literally it. put it on the text on the screen. No. There's no shall it does not say needs to be convicted. I guess we need to define so the no, difference. Alex, Alex, Alex. One second. One second. We need to define the difference between casual term insurrection and the legal definition of insurrection. Yes. Well, there's another thing we need to talk about. So yes, there's the casual term. There's the etymology of the term insurrection, which simply suggests a rising up. So by that definition, that could encompass a wide range of things. Black Lives Matter. Uh, I think they never actually introduced this guy. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. They did. Darren Beatty. That's what it was. Darren, not what did I say? I said Warren originally. Yeah, Darren. Yeah. Okay. Cause, all right. I guess I just missed it because it's like I, I had a moment of being like, wait a second, what? Who's he's he? a he's a speechwriter, <laughs> or he's actually Trump's speechwriter apparently, and was a, a political theory professor at one point, or at least has a PhD in political theory. That's why 
he i mentioned earlier like that's why no, he kind of no, knows I Ronald what you said about him right but like my thought process was like i saw i saw him i was like who's he there's another guy in this and i was like oh yeah i remember victor was talking about it earlier but like at the beginning of the debate today because they were having people go around like to say who they were did they ever do that with him I thought they did, but maybe they didn't. I feel like Alex Jones came in and was just like saying stuff about how he's like, oh, he's Trump's uh, speechwriter, and you know he's working well, hard. For Alex introduced him, and all right, all right, that's that's plausible. But uh, th- it, this feels like the first time he's talked. It does. Yeah. <laughs> also, quick point: like it's kind of strange this um, this argument being discussed because this one guy, and it's weird too. Like as an overarching point, just seeing people kind of like battle where every response to one another is just like the worst response you could think of but like you know like this one guy's like um or you know alex jones is like well how did they commit this crime if they didn't get convicted if i'm hearing it correctly yeah um and then somebody else is like well there's the legal definition but then there's like a more colloquial definition but it's like no like even if we're using the legal definition (laughs) like even if we're using the legal definition being convicted of the crime is not a prerequisite of like having committed it you know yeah like you can commit the crime under the legal definition and still not be like tried or convicted right clearly right like that's uh that um yeah no that's a like yes that's a horrible response uh i mean i mean really the only part of this so far where i thought that um you know as as much as i hate to hand it to them i thought that the you know, whichever Krasenstein and, and Destiny were uh, uh, were actually like making good relevant points uh, was the was the thing about uh, how the Fourteenth Amendment doesn't say anything about a conviction and, and and really the thing they were trying to get Alex to like answer it's like okay, do you at least count the Civil War as an insurrection? Which, by the way, is the funniest thing for him not to be willing to answer here, like. For a lot of reasons, right? Not least, like, if we're interested in trying to figure out what the authors of the 14th Amendment meant by insurrection, this was the case they had in mind, right? When they were using that word, right? So, um, like, the intention of that clause was to stop former Confederates, you know, from uh, from taking office again. So, um, So that, like, that just makes it a bizarre thing to, like, refuse to answer. But then also... It's just like even aside from that, I mean, it's like you when you have people who are like forming armies and you know shooting at the U.S. Army. I mean, if that you know, I mean, that's not an insurrection. I mean, what, what whatever possibly could be right? You know, so like, and so what they were trying to push him on was like, okay, well, the the former Confederates who were excluded originally didn't have to be uh, convicted in a court of, of of insurrection first, which is actually a good point. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the only good point I've heard so far from anybody, actually. Uh, but um, but in the but it's also really unclear what the issue under discussion is right now, because the, the question right for the moderator was, uh, do you consider January 6th to be an insurrection? And it seems like we've sort of been talking about that. But like there's also been some mission creep to like it really seems like what alex wants to talk about is uh everything well everything right but it's like in particular like should trump be kicked off the ballot in Mm -hmm. colorado and whatever the other state is you know where they're doing that it's like okay that that seems like a 
a further question, right? I mean, it's like, seems like you should first, you know, you should answer the first question first and then you could argue about the other, you know, the other one, right. You know, like, um, but, but it just, uh, but yeah, anyway, you know, I, I guess it's not, you know, maybe it's just obvious, but it does seem like he's having a lot of trouble sticking to the point. Yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. So there's, there's a rising up. Then there's the legal definition, but we have politically weaponized court systems. So that's not even, I think, a proper standard. I think the proper standard is the sweep of a proper historical perspective. Does, d- does the event of January 6th compare to the antecedent that we've been discussing, the Civil War? So if the question is, oh, yeah, this is how Alex Jones would have responded, like if he'd actually been interested and in, you know just responded like you normally would to somebody making an argument. So I, I guess whatever, I guess that uh, that that Beatty's PhD is good for something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is civil war and insurrection? My question is: Is the scope? and scale of the event of January 6th comparable to the Civil War because Joe Biden has directly made this comparison, which I think is flatly ridiculous. And that comparison has to be valid in order for these ridiculous Section 3 arguments to have any force or legitimacy. And I think any common sense... It's a lie. I'm going to shut up. It's a lie on its face. They say it's bigger than Pearl Harbor in 9-11. That is bull. Okay, so so, so, so here, let me... Let me finish what my point Yeah, is. do that, and then I want to go so, to Glenn for a second. So my after point that. is that two things. The Civil War was an insurrection. I think it's hard to argue that. Nobody got charged with a crime of violating the insurrection rebellion statute, 2383. What about, 19, what about 1992, the L.A. riots? George Herbert Walker Bush, he invoked the Insurrection Act. 12,000 people were arrested. 63 people were killed. Hundreds, hundreds were injured. Was that an insurrection? What, what do you well, guys think? Uh, yeah, no, it's a declaration of federal martial law. But was it an insurrection? Because nobody there yeah, was charged burning, with violating. Nobody, th- nobody there was charged with violating Section 2383, the insurrection and rebellion right. statute. But we still consider that an insurrection, I, I mean, right? I mean, by, by, by that yardstick, Kamala Harris bailing yeah. out people that firebomb federal buildings. That, that is Glenn, true. Glenn, talk to me. You, you have something to say. Yeah, I actually think what Destiny and what Ed are saying are very important. Uh, first of all, I was going to say that I think one of the problems with how these things are debated is that a lot of people these days have very binary prisms for understanding things. God, it comes from YouTube debate where you have to declare yourself on one side or the other. So Destiny said, oh, everybody either hates this insurrection, thinks it's an insurrection, or they deny it happens, or they think it's good. And there's so much middle ground, namely that for me, This was a political protest that spilled over into a riot where a small minority of the people engaged in violence. I don't think we want to urge that to happen. We don't want to defend that. I consider that lamentable. But the fact that it's laughable to call this an insurrection is actually demonstrated by the examples that they're using. This was a three-hour riot that was extremely easily subdued. It doesn't remotely compare to any prior insurrections, let alone to the Civil War. The only people who were killed on January 6th were four people, all four of whom were Trump supporters, two of whom dropped out of a heart attack and one from a speed overdose because these were not exactly a well-trained militia. 
And when Jack Smith went to charge Donald Trump with multiple crimes, he had a lot of options to charge him with, and he charged him with a lot of crimes, including very dubious ones. He did not charge him with inciting an insurrection for reasons that I think we ought to ask ourselves why. But the, the fact that this is such a minor event in history is demonstrated by the fact that the media who needed this to be a major event immediately started lying about what happened, saying that Brian Sicknick was murdered when he had his head bashed in through a fight with a fire extinguisher, only for to learn that actually he called his mother that night. He was fine. He died the next day of what the coroner said were natural causes. Because the media knew that if you can't say that even one person supposedly perpetrating the insurrection killed anybody, pulled out a gun, let alone discharged the weapon, all of which is true, it's a joke to call this an insurrection. At best, it's a riot. And that's the reason why Trump hasn't been charged with an insurrection. The only time he ever commented on January 6th about whether he thought there should be violence or not was when he said the following. He said, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. He urged them to be peaceful in how they went there. To the extent there was violence, I think you can make the argument that the FBI informants that even the New York Times admits were there were the ones that urged it. But even if the people who were there were the ones responsible, at best this is a riot. You could so easily make the case that the 2020 riots were as a far greater insurrectionary threat than anything that happened on January 6th. That's perfectly said. I, I would ask the, the I would ask the left over here. I know I know Ian's asking the questions. I mean, I don't know. Did you guys see Biden's speech? I mean, it was an hour long that no one there was good. They were all there, millions over a million people. I was there. And, and then we marched down there to have another rally. And then I see this hell, this terrible thing happening. It was medieval. And, and then and then and then Biden's saying they're all bad and we can't let you vote for Trump. I mean, it's I mean, come on, man. We have a clip from this from Biden's speech. I want to play. And then let's get back to you, Destiny. You had something to say. But if you guys have this, this uh, it's clip number four, Biden's speech. Uh, this is from yesterday's. It's only 50 seconds, but let's let's load this up. I'm not sure what Trump's the, uh, mob wasn't a peaceful protest. It was a violent assault. They were insurrectionists, not patriots. They weren't there to uphold the Constitution. They were there to destroy the Constitution. Trump won't do what an American president must do. He refuses to denounce political violence. So hear me clearly. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. Look at the Democrats. It has no place in a democracy. None. It can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. The insurrection is the open border. So the insurrection was not just the three-hour riot that happened at the White House afterwards. I think that's the least charitable reading of everything that happened. Okay, I feel like uh, about three to four hundred claims have been made since the last time we paused. You guys have any thoughts? I mean, it's kind of, you know, like one like overarching thought is just presumably they should have had an agreed upon construal of what constitutes an insurrection before agreeing to debate it. Like, it's kind of like unclear, like what they're supposed to be debating if they just all have different definitions in mind. Like, okay, you're not actually disagreeing. You're just asserting things about different 
you're just asserting like different compatible claims, but mm -hmm. using the same word, you know? Um, yeah. But if they did, if they didn't have, didn't necessarily have to like agree on it, they could at least like, you know, a moderator who was interested in clarity could, could have like pressed people on how, yeah. how they're using the word. Right? <laughs> or just put, put a definition on the table and be like, how close was what happened to this? Right. Even if they don't agree with it, just be like, here's a definition. How close was this to that? Um, uh, and yeah, it's one of those annoying things where, but it is funny, like what Ethan's saying that like in so many of the debates, like not just the shit show ones like this, but like even the really formal ones, like, I feel like this is always a problem, like defining the terms, like even those monk debates that we've watched in the past uh, that comes up, like it's, so it's not just like the shit show debates where that's a problem. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is like, I, I don't know how many like, uh, additional substantive points have been made, like, even though there have been a lot of points back and forth, but I, I, I just, I kind of think, uh, I kind of think not that much, even though, like, like you said, a thousand points have been made, I feel like not that much has advanced, shall we say. Yeah. I, I mean, so I, I actually think a lot of times stuff like the mug debates or like Oxford and Cambridge debates, like, some of those are good, but like a lot of times that that could actually be worse for what you're talking about because uh, there's a way that some of those like really prestigious ones tend to do this thing where they have the weirdest, most vaguely defined uh, questions. And it's like, oh, you know, they'll have like a proposition that people are supposed to be debating. And it's like, and it, you know, and it's like, are our dreams, you know, stronger than our fears or something? Like, it just like means fucking yeah. nothing, right? You know, right? Yeah. Uh, and then exactly. people just give little speeches that are based on like whatever they got out of it. They're not even really arguing with each yeah. other. Uh, exactly. Exactly. But I will say that uh, one of the things that one of the things that this kind of this is makes like when they start arguing about definitions, what's frustrating is like you kind of know that the definition argument the definition debate is really a proxy for what they all actually are trying to argue about but not but doing it indirectly which is basically like is what happened on january 6th really bad <laughs> it's like right. or is it not a big deal right and then they're using this weird definitional argument as like a proxy when that to me is maybe the more interesting question than just like is it an insurrection like is it something that is like a really significantly horrible thing that happened or is it not a big deal and we should stop crying about it or something yeah so i i, I mean i i guess i'm in the strange position here where i i do actually i think he went off the rails at the end but i do agree with a lot of what glenn said on the way right you know that uh and 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 i you know so so i think that it's like um you know, the problem with like insurrection uh, is, you know, if you're, if it's supposed to be a legal term, right. And you take the actually good point that was made by destiny of the Krasenstein's, uh, I'm just going to treat them as a collective entity uh, that um, like the actually good point, which was that, okay, it's original application after the civil war, uh, you know, it wasn't tied to being convicted of uh you know convicted of, under like insurrection statute that i think might not have even come until after the 14th amendment anyway right so um so if that's if that's right right then uh then you know as a legal term it's it's actually you know up for grabs kind of right like it's it's like a i don't know um 
And, and even if we're using it more informally, well, if, I mean, if we're using it more informally, it's even more up for grabs, right? Like uh, what, what you, uh, what you mean by it. It's, it's a little bit funny because it's like, there are words that um, there are much more familiar words that you could use. And people certainly have used to describe January 6th. Um, and one of those is riot, uh, which one of the things I disagree with Glenn about is he said at worst you could call it a riot. It's like, no, at least it was a riot, right? I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's the minimum. <laughs> that yeah. Call that. It was definitely a riot, right? But uh, that's um, like riot is a familiar term. Coup is a familiar term. Um, insurrection is a word that I've basically never heard anybody use before January 6, 2003. <laughs> Right outside of maybe certain kinds of historical context, right? It's not a, it's not really a word in active use. Uh, one, of the, one of the one of the worst Star Trek movies was Star Trek Insurrection. I remember that movie. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and it just seems like okay, why are people dusting off this this you know their theosauruses and you know finding insurrection uh, after January six two thousand twenty one? And it seems like basically two reasons. One is they might already be thinking about like the insurrection clause, of the 14th amendment. And uh, two is that uh, I think a lot of people had a sense that like riot was too weak, but who's coup maybe was too strong. Um, and so they were kind of looking for, you know, they were looking for, for a label to, uh, to, to slap on that. Right. Like I, I, I think that, um, you know, I think that the way that uh, Darren Beatty, uh, what he eventually said, right, like, um, was the smart response to all the Civil War talk, right? Which mm-hmm. is like, yeah, come on, it's like, uh, you know, I guess Glenn might have said this eventually, but it's like nobody so much as you know the only person who discharged a firearm uh, during the whole thing, right, was a cop, right, who yeah. who, who shot one of the uh, the rioters. Um, so uh, there, there was never any attempt to. Uh, by any of the rioters to, you know, to kill anybody. Some of the initial evidence, which actually, um, I I repeated this and what I wrote about it at the time because like everybody, this was like all over the mainstream media at the time. But like some of the initial evidence that like pointed towards people, you know, some people having an intention to uh, kidnap people turned out to be a little bit misleading. You know, is the uh, the. Uh, it's been too long. I don't remember, but it's like the thing that the, not like a handcuff, but like the things, you know, zip something ties you, zip ties. Thank you. Yeah. The zip ties, right. That if you actually go and read the eventual indictments, uh, the guy with the zip ties in the picture, uh, who is not like a, you know, who is not like a, uh, I don't know, globe trotting mercenary, you know, who, uh, uh, you know, who's like a bartender. He was actually at the protest with his mom, uh, and he, uh, he found, uh, and those were zip ties that had been like abandoned by some cops, right. He, he like picked them up and, you know, put them on or whatever. And I don't, you know, so it's not the, the kind of kidnapping plot thing probably isn't true. Uh, but you know, and, and yeah, the, the cop, Brian Sicknick, uh, who was originally reported, you know, like, that was the narrative for a long time, right? You know, that, that he had died from his injuries and that turned out not to be true. Uh, he, uh, he died, you know, I, I don't think it was a coincidence. I think that the stress 
mm-hmm. from, from doing crowd control during a really like scary violent riot, you know, definitely contributed, right? But he actually died of a heart attack. Um, so I'm, you know, like all of which is to say, like, you know, I, I, I think that, um, I think a lot of the ways that it was talked about are overblown and, um, uh, and I'm not, you know, I do worry that the sort of insurrection narrative, um, you know, I, I, I do worry about the way that that could be deployed to, you know, to, um, sort of strengthen the national security state, make it, you know, make it like yeah. e- easier to arrest people and, you know, have uh, easier to shut down protests. Right. Like I saw it being used. I saw it being invoked by like some democratic uh, politician about some uh, pro Palestinian protesters uh, at, at his office a couple weeks ago. It's like, can you believe on the anniversary of January 6th, these people are trying to storm a government building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think if you think back to like Wisconsin, right, the protests there, right, you know, I, I think we certainly want to be careful about, you know, how much we're going to sort of treat, you know, breaching where you're allowed to go in a public building as, as a, as, as like, a, um, you know, in, you know, with this kind of language, you know, uh, but where I also, though, you know, disagree with Glenn is the one thing I already said, right? I think the at worst it's a riot. I think it's backwards. Uh, I think it, at the least it's a riot. And two, um, you know, I, I think he's, when he says, oh, the only thing that Trump said about whether people should be do violence is that they shouldn't do violence. Yeah, that's a little bit misleading, right? It's like, it's true that he did say that. It's true that he never said, yes, go do violence. Right. But um, there's also, I mean, he had been propagating this narrative where that would certainly like, my God, I mean, if he, if he was right about all this, right. You know, it's like, yeah, why not do violence? Right. You know, restore democracy. Uh, and, and, and he was kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth on the day of right about, you know, um, you know, he seemed to, you know, he seemed to be, you know, whipping them up and encouraging them. And yeah, he's, he said, go home. Although uh, he seems to have really dragged his feet on saying that, like there are reports that came out during the hearings that he was uh, initially kind of excited when it happened. And like, you know, it was really kind of pulling teeth to get him to uh, like, eventually they, you know, I think the winning argument was, no, these people are like embarrassing you. And, uh, and that was what got him to be like, okay, I'm going to go on TV and tell him to go home. Uh, but, you know, so like, I think he's underplaying the, the Trump role. Uh, that's the second point. But I think the most significant thing that I, you know, is, well, I think probably what Destiny is about to say, right? That because because the last thing he said before he paused was uh, essentially, yeah, this riot on January 6th. Um, in a, in a way, it was kind of the least of it in terms of, of, of Trump's attempts to overturn the election. I think that's totally right. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he did make a sustained attempt to overturn the results of a democratic election. In some ways, I think January 6th was this kind of, uh, I mean, that was like the last gasp of that attempt, right? Everything yeah. else failed. Even, even all of the judges he'd appointed had like, throwed his like nonsense lawsuits out of out of court the military certainly wasn't going to come to his rescue even even his own vice president wasn't going to do what he wanted and you know like but the point is he did try 
these avenues, right? Like he, he was making these sustained attempts to do this. And like we talked about when we, when we covered the um, uh, crystal Kyle debate with Michael Tracy about the indictments, it's not even just that he filed a bunch of frivolous lawsuits and it's not even just that he made a bunch of like outrageously false public statements. Like he really did do stuff that like wanders into territory. That's like, no, at this point we're really talking about like a criminal conspiracy to overturn an election, like the slates of fake electors, you know? So whatever you think of the riot, I think that the, the stuff that I suspect destiny is about to get into is like actually, you know, to me, the much bigger deal than like, okay, a few hundred like internet adult boomers, some of whom are, you know, doing things that were like really bad and violent and, you know, deserve to have the book thrown at them. Right. Others of whom, you know, but like all of whom pretty much did have the book thrown at them. Right. Like they, they, you know, like I think the Q, the Q shaman, I think got a couple of years uh, you know, in, uh, in prison, right? Like so, so that's like kind of the the least of it, right? Like I think that the, I think that like the thing, if you want to sort of throw around coup language, then um, then then I think it, you know, what it sort of fits better is that overall attempt that this was just kind of the last. Okay, everything else failed. Maybe I could like incite these yahoos to you know do this, and then it's even then it's like really unclear what would have counted as like. Like what would what would it have even looked like for these guys to win, right? Like like how oh, would yeah. that out? I guess I guess it would have successfully pressured Mike Pence to like yeah. try to throw out the votes and like declare it, and that would like delay things a little bit, I guess. But um, just real quick on the point about insurrection versus coup yeah. versus like riot. Yeah, like my understanding is like insurrection is just, is like an attempt to rise up against the government or something like that against the authority of yeah. the government, and like. But then the question of like whether it's successful or not is kind of like not included in it, right? So like insurrections could be, and then a coup obviously like so you in a way like you need an insurrection for a coup to happen. But obviously like coups are only coups if they're successful, right? Like so there's like yeah, so although attempt- even there, right? We talk about attempted coups like Venezuela in two thousand two. That's like an attempted coup, right? The uh, the the generals like arrest. Up, you know, like all of the you know cabinet ministers and go on TV and declare it or whatever. Then it like it doesn't work, right? Like they, yeah. they they couldn't like actually seize power, right? But like they tried to. It's an attempted coup, and and this you know this doesn't really seem like it rises to that level. Um, I, I I mean it's it's a um, you know I don't know. It almost seems like we need a weaker word than attempted. Like a, yeah, it's true. Like a, it's like true. a wannabe, a wannabe coup. Yeah, wannabe. Because, but I'm sure that like if the military had said to Trump, "Hey, like we'll declare martial law. Like, are you down?" He probably would have been like, "Yeah, let's do it." Oh, totally. Yeah, no question whatsoever. I, I remember uh, at the time, uh, credit where credits due. It's good lines from uh, Matt Taibbi. He he said like, "Look, it's not like I think that Trump would be morally above." doing a coup of course he would do a coup it's just that in the first five minutes of talking to his generals about the plan he would get bored and wander off to watch tv <laughs> yeah exactly like, but yeah no totally if, if if like some generals had offered to like step in and like you know declare him the the real victor of the election and do martial law and dissolve congress or whatever i absolutely think trump would have gone for it right like i think he would you know i i just i just think that like um there's really no scenario in which that would have happened. Cause like, yeah. well, you know, that really like wouldn't be in their interest. 
Exactly. Yeah, I think um, just like one final point on like the coup, like the kind of semantic thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, like there's just been so much talk already about like, oh, are we talking about the legal definition or the colloquial yeah. definition? Like, I think like the way I would have like rather see this conversation go is just like, okay, like uh, an insurrection is like a violent, an unlawful violent uprising against the government of some sort. Obviously, any violent uprising against the government doesn't qualify as an insurrection. So, like, there's some threshold of of severity past which it becomes an insurrection. So, uh-huh. some people think that January sixth, you know, is above that threshold. Some people think it falls below the th- the threshold. And like, presumably, that's at least in part because of factual disagreements about what happened on January sixth. So, like, let's discuss uh-huh. those and see who's right about the factual disputes rather than this, like, you know, let's explore the various different ways we could use the term. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean in general, this is a horribly structured debate. Like, um, yeah. like, a, like if for some reason you're going to invite all of these people at the same time uh, to, you know, which, yeah, anyway, but if you are, right, like, presumably you want like a really active moderator who's like really going to keep the discussion flowing through the channels and be like, okay, we'll talk about that later. But right now the question mm-hmm. is, <laughs> like, you don't think, you don't think the workaholics lookalike is going <laughs> to do that properly. <laughs> yeah. No comment. All right. And that's not, if you read any of the charges that either Jack Smith or the Georgia Rico case has alleged against Trump are saying that in fact, not much of the focus is on the three-hour riot at all. Hold on, Alex. Let Stephen finish his thought first. Not much of those indictments are actually focusing on the three-hour riot itself. The unprecedented act that there is no answer for, that Kamala Harris or Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton have not engaged in, is using knowingly false election claims for months to try to pressure state electors to change their vote And then when they wouldn't do that, beg them to elect different electors. And then when they wouldn't do that, create a plot to create fake electors. And then when Pence wouldn't accept that, try to capitalize on that final three-hour riot at the Capitol building to also make phone calls and tell people to decertify their vote or to switch their electors. JFK and Obama had had alternate electors. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I can explain that if you want. Yeah, please do. Right. Yeah. So, so, so in 19, what was it? 1960. 1960. So 1960, JFK and Nixon, there was a dispute because the, there was a recount. I think JFK ended up winning by like 150 votes. At the time, each state decided, or the state decided to certify two Not sets cert- of electors. certify them, Decided to choose two, two different slates of electors. Depending on how it went. And but they the were certified state, they were in by the middle states. of a recount. They were in the middle of a recount. Well, Trump tried to get a certified. No, none none was certified no, no. yet. Neither well, state was. What the happened state. with Trump was that Trump tried to get the states to certify a second slate of electors, based off of conspiracy theory crap that none of the election was stolen. Hold on, hold on. They did. He, he took it to court. No, Sixty-two cases. That's not Thirty true. cases were looked at on merit. So are they They're taking him off the ballot now? This is separate. That's a separate. Take him off the ballot. Is the not purest form of election theft is taking Alex, someone off the Alex, ballot? Alex, let, let, let's let, get back to the 1960 oh. really fast. So what happened was that they did a recount, and Kennedy ended up winning by, I think, 150 votes, and they chose the Kennedy electors. They certified the Kennedy electors, 
and Kennedy ended up winning that state. That's what Trump said. What Trump did did was Trump tried to get the states to certify an alternate slate of electors. They refused because the court said there's no, no, they are there. And then when that didn't go through, Trump decided to get his own slate of electors above the states that were not certified and tried to use that to force Mike Pence to say that Joe Biden didn't win these electoral votes. I just need to interject really quickly. So if we want to be precise in terms of the scope of the debate, I think it's about January 6th. And so the lead up to it might be relevant to some of the criminal indictments, but it's technically speaking outside the scope of the January 6th discussion. But if we're going to bring it into the discussion, I think there is an operative word there, um, knowingly. And that's operative within the context of the charging documents. But the idea that Trump thought that he lost the election and he was knowingly lying and knowingly engaging. No, he believes, I guarantee it, whether you believe it or not, Trump believes that the election was stolen and he was using the legal recourses. I don't know that he should guarantee that. I, I actually think, uh, you know, unless I'm very mistaken about this, I, I mean, I couldn't click, you know, uh, but I'm pretty sure that there's been a good amount of testimony, right. From, from people in the, in the white house that, that indicates that, uh, you know, indicates otherwise. Right. I mean, like I'm sure Donald Trump is, is capable of all kinds of feats of cognitive dissonance and whatnot, but like he has, um, but like, there does seem to be some like pretty good evidence that you know he knew that a lot of what he was saying was bullshit. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, I also saw a super chat from uh, quintessential. Thank you. Uh, you ever met an analytic philosopher who voted for Trump? Uh, I think I have. I know, like a couple. I was interested. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about it, and like Tim McGrew, who taught at the department where I got my master's at Western Michigan. I don't, I mean, I've not talked to that man in, in like, um, I don't even know, like 16 years. Right. So uh, I have no idea, but it's like, he's somebody I could imagine voting for Trump. Um, you know, I mean, he was, he was definitely a very conservative guy and whatever. Like I, I, I actually have, have trouble thinking of cases that I, I know for sure, just because like part of the problem is that mo- in my experience, at least most right wingers who do analytic philosophy aren't really conservatives. They're libertarians. Yes. Exactly. And a lot of those people didn't vote for Trump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Most of them didn't vote for Trump. And like, it's funny that I, I mean, it's, it's correct for them to qualify and say any analytic philosophers, because I do think there's probably some continental philosophers who whatever you know however we're defining that who are much more likely to have voted for trump like yeah i I mean look it'd be very unsurprised if there was a uh overlap between people who get like really excited about heidegger and vote for trump yeah Yeah, i was gonna say somebody said heidegger would have voted for trump but i actually think trump might like jews like a little bit too much for heidegger (laughs) to have voted for him (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) Yeah, the 2016 black notebooks would all be about Jared Kushner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. I, I've, if I were to guess, probably a good amount of like theist philosophers of religion that I know are conservative. 
like uh like christian philosophers of religion probably is disproportionately conservative like i would guess like a william lane craig or something is probably right wing uh they still don't like trump i don't think most of them yeah that seems that might be true well they're probably i get i'm guessing a lot of them are like I don't like Trump's character, but like I'll still vote for him over. Yeah, they'll kind of hold. Thing. They'll hold their nose, and also like I mean, with with what happened with Roe, I'm sure some of them, if like abortion is like for the philosophers of religion, yeah. if that's like a huge issue for them, then I'm sure they're they're like, well, it was worth it to hold their nose and vote for Trump. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure that I'm sure that you're right, Ethan. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, Tim McGrew, who I mentioned, is like definitely in that category, and. Uh, as I was saying it, I was kind of thinking about some people who are graduate students I knew back then who were like McGrew fans who like, I could, again, it's not out of the question, right? Like if anybody's going to like, like some of those people, it's like, okay, if anybody would like hold out and be like, what if the, you know, one of the three never Trump Republicans who actually didn't vote for him in 2020, you know, it might, it might actually uh, be one or two of those guys. But like, I, I would be unsurprised if there were some Trump votes there. Like in general, if you're like, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you're acculturated into American evangelical Christianity, uh, then yeah, I mean, you, you probably, you know, white evangelical Christianity, right. You probably voted for Trump. Like the, uh, uh, there is, you know, and in fact, there's been this really interesting transformation, um, where, yeah, I mean, like in 2016, there was a lot of, well, I don't like his character, but, right? And and by 2020, a lot of those people would even kind of leave out the first part or they sort of say things that acknowledged it, but like, you know, you could tell they were really into him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, uh, like, I don't like what you're saying, but someone needed to say it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and they have all the and they even have like these biblical justifications it's like the the serious or whoever the whoever he is right the king or emperor you know who uh you know let the ancient israelites back you know that's like you know, he's like he's a he's a bad you know he's a heathen but he's like still an instrument of god you know uh yeah, yeah. even us our federalist society judges uh, <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i'm talking myself into it being a more, like, more common phenomenon than i i thought it was when i just started to answer the questions like you know basically like yeah did anybody vote? Did anybody I know know at Rutgers vote for Trump? I seriously doubt it, because uh, like the few who were like right wingers were like libertarians who probably would vote for Trump. Um, anybody I knew at Western Michigan vote for Trump? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably a few of those people did. Yeah, I mean, I'm even thinking about the more because like I'm in uh, the political science department where there's like some history of Straussianism, you know, and uh, I'm pretty sure even the people who are sympathetic to Strauss. Maybe like one of them I can think of would have been interested in voting for Trump if they could. I mean, a lot of them were Canadians, but some of them yeah. were some of them were Americans. Um, but probably most of them would not have voted for Trump. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The most right wing person I knew in my doctoral program was uh, actually the person I mentioned to you off air before we started, and uh, uh, who who also could not have voted because he wasn't a citizen, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, I, I feel pretty confident that, you know, he, he would have, I mean, if he didn't vote for Trump, it would have been for some weird aesthetic reason, you know, that like <laughs> it wouldn't have been like politics and morality. Available to him at the advice of his legal advisors. That is, that is not true. 
most well, of his legal advisors, most of his most of his legal advisors said, most of his legal advisors said that this most idea was crazy. Well, no, but the he had legal advisors who were telling him. If you search hard enough, if you search hard enough, you can find anybody to validate an opinion. But what you've just done is what I opened with, which is saying he thought the election was stolen, therefore he was justified to engage in insurrection. But is it right to take him off the ballot? Since you don't want to make January 6th, we're not. That's for the Supreme Court to decide. That's for the Supreme Court. I'm asking a question. I'm telling you, that's it, for the Supreme Court to decide. Uh, according you, to according to Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment, it's why does the United States sanction countries in, that take people off the ballot? What? That's that's not even remotely relevant here. Oh, okay, all right. So you, you know what you know what the United States we usually wait, wait, here we got we have independence. Uh, we do want insurrection. You know it. it would Let's bring it. Be for things like circumventing the vote, like asking the vice president, for instance, to unilaterally win the election. So that would be something that we might so sanction another country vote for. for somebody because they make up a bunch of stuff and he's not found guilty anywhere, but you guys just parrot it over. You're like, there, there, there is, if you don't like the Constitution, that's your fault, Alex. If you don't like the Constitution, no, the that's Constitution. on you. Really, then can why are you men, saying that Section 3 of Amendment 14 can, can requires two, a conviction? Alex, why did you say that Section 3 of Amendment can, 14 can, requires a conviction? Can, can, can we put the text on stream? I would love to do that, actually. With the text and, and no, before, because, wait, it was, because you keep saying it. All right, guys. tribunals. I don't care what it's based on. find you guilty. Let's, uh, let's go. That's why no put one was. Put, put it was bullshit then. We'll, let's hear from Glenn. We'll slow down. Uh, this is a great conversation. Glenn, Glenn's about to drop some knowledge. I'm dominating. Yeah. <laughs> You're just so, talking a lot. Um, Glenn, Glenn's, Glenn's in remote from Brazil. So, Glenn, anytime you have something to say, it's helpful for me if I see a visual cue. Maybe your hand goes up. I can tell you have something you're going to say now. But let, yeah, let us hey, know. Let me, let me just say, what happens is when you gather together to debate a particular question, you're supposed to debate that particular question. The particular question that we were presented with is we're going to debate January 6th and whether it was an insurrection. Now, I don't blame Destiny and Ed for not wanting to debate that, for wanting to debate a whole set of other issues about whether Trump acted improperly, whether he was naughty and the things he did after the election, because there is no argument to make that what happened on January 6th rises to the level of insurrection. And that's why an extremely aggressive prosecutor named Jack Smith decided not to charge Donald Trump with that crime because he knew there was no way that he could possibly bring a conviction against anybody, let alone Donald Trump, who told everybody to be peaceful when going to the Capitol about whether or not that was actually an insurrection, whether that rose to that level. And even in a colloquial sense, what we've called an insurrection in the past is in a completely different universe. But on the issue of whether there was a real belief on the part of Donald Trump that elections were stolen, I don't understand how anybody could doubt that, aside from the fact that you have to get into Trump's head. In the last three elections that Democrats lost, in 2000, 2004, and 2016, a very large number of Democrats believed and asserted that the election was stolen, that the election was stolen and was the byproduct of fraud, and the president was, as a result, illegitimate. When I started writing about politics to the vibe, the idea that George Bush was the real loser of the election, Al Gore won, was the view of every single liberal and Democrat that I knew. In 2004, there were objections claiming that Karl Rove had interfered in the Ohio vote with the Diebold machines and cheated to make John Kerry lose and, John, and, and George Bush win. And then in 2016, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats said that Donald Trump was the illegitimate winner, that Russia had helped him, and they tried to convince the Electoral College to abandon the certified results of the state. Obviously, you go back to, to 1960. Okay. Um, I do have other stuff to say, but but I just want to say like one like really quick, but I think really significant factual correction of what Glenn just said. Um, 
I mean, look, if anybody has any information to the contrary here, please stick it in the chat because uh, I would be fascinated to see it. But I really don't think Hillary Clinton urged the Electoral College not to certify the result of the election. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There were yeah. there were liberals who did. There was this there was this thing called the Hamilton electors that like they got some celebrities to endorse it. I think they might have taken out an ad, right? They, yeah. you know, newspaper, uh, you know, like. But uh, that that was a real thing. Um, but um, I knew people who supported that. I argued with them about it at the time, right? But like Hillary Clinton never said that right like no, nobody not only did she not right which is what you need for to even get in the ballpark of a comparison to what trump did right you know but like nobody approaching her level did like no nobody like it's not like tim kane right so you know like urge the electoral college to do that or like like, like you know i i think like you know, I think like Martin Sheen did, right? You know, but like there's no, you know, but but like the but like Hillary Clinton uh, made no attempt to do anything like that, right? And 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 even that, right, would have been like there's there's like as bad as that would have been if she had, right? Like, um, and it, and it would have been, right? But it's yeah. like as bad as it would have been if she had, like even that's nothing like you know conspiring to submit fake you know like slates of fake electors or you know anything like that right i mean that's that's all in a totally different you know universe yeah. so, like i and i think because it's like the rest of what he said leading up to that is true i think he's i i would argue that the sort of alt some of the analogies he's tried to draw are unconvincing right <clears throat> but it's like that last part is like really importantly not true no i yeah. also just didn't really i didn't really like the move that he made to be like Oh, that's not what we're arguing about, right? And then he's like, so they're not really like like on the point of the debate. So apparently it has to be limited to what happened on January 6th. Like uh I thought I that I didn't like like that move because it makes me just feel like um he doesn't want to concede. And then immediately he's like, Well, we're not gonna debate that. And then he goes to kind of like a whataboutism about all these things that I agree are just like not really comparable. And you know, as whatever you think about the 2000 election and the recount, I mean Last I checked, I looked into this once. Like, I'm pretty sure they did. Like, they went back and looked. And if you actually would have done a full recount, Gore would have won. Uh, although what is true is that that specific recount that was, I think, limited to certain yeah. districts in Florida, if they had allowed that to continue, it would have it wouldn't have changed the results. Yeah, but if they yeah, had done the, a statewide the recount that the Supreme Court stopped, like those, yeah, it wouldn't have made a difference. Wouldn't that would have made a difference. Although, but if you did a full statewide recount, it w- Gore would have won. And presumably, in the in the recount they were asking for, they would have you know they would have found enough votes to be like, well, hell, let's you know let's do the whole let's do the whole thing, right? I don't know if they yeah. would have been able to or not, right? The you know that never had a chance to get hashed out, but yeah, absolutely. Like I I think that like okay, so I think because there are really two issues here, right? One is saying that elections were stolen, um, and he's certainly right that there are instances in which liberals have have said that. Right. Um, but then the second issue is, well, is that true? And if not, right, did the people who are saying it know it wasn't true? And then like the third issue is, did they just say it or did they try to do anything? Right. Like that's yeah, exactly. a, and those are all really different issues from each other. It's like, yeah, there are definitely times that liberals, and Democrats said elections were stolen. Uh, in the case of 2000, they were correct. It was, 
Right. And even in uh, 2000, though, I still remember because I remember watching uh, Bowling for, or maybe it was Bowling for Columbine or, or Fahrenheit 9 11. Oh, yeah. I think it was, yeah, I, I know, was I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And there's a clip and you can see Gore. And what does he say? Like when he's, because he was also obviously vice president. So he's like in the Senate when they're counting, they're certifying the votes for George W. Bush to be president. I think he says something like, you know, well, I, because some people in, in the Senate were sort of protesting it. And he actually told them, he's like, Look, I disagree with what the Supreme Court decided, but I accept it. And he has a whole thing about accepting the peaceful transfer of power, which is like, so why are you bringing that up? Like, it's not even close to equivalent because nobody took steps. It's like some liberals just dis. And he said, he's like, I disagree with the Supreme Court's decision, but he accepts it. Right. It's nothing like what Trump was doing. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, Ben kind of already touched on this, but like the the point about Hillary Clinton is just like bad to the point of like i can't imagine somebody saying this like not in bad faith you know if they were paying attention to like the aftermath of that election like hillary clinton literally like i think she said the election was illegitimate a couple times and then like conceded the election like the day after and then just like lined about sexism on hulu or something like that is just like not even remotely equivalent to like trying to through various legal avenues <laughs> like overturn the results of the election and oh, then totally. like encouraging your supporters to like storm the capitol and not just legal avenues extra legal avenues right yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah both both yes exactly and yeah i mean nobody like she like the equivalent it's like okay on the one hand i think that like all of the you know the years-long liberal obsession with you know with russian interference i i I think was like embarrassing and you know mostly based on a flawed premise whatever right like um that's uh the you know I, i i don't really think that the like you know hundred thousand dollars or whatever that was spent on like farcically bad facebook ads uh you know by by russians you know had any impact whatsoever uh on uh on the you know certainly not in the top 10 even probably foreign countries uh trying to exert influence on that election um so like i agree with the substance of the critique there but it's also not the same at all right because it's like i'm I'm not um because it's like if you say uh that there was this illegitimate thing that happened that influenced the outcome of the election. That's not the same as saying that, like, I don't think that more people cast votes for this guy and that like, or, uh, or, I mean, in that case, they actually did it because he just won the electoral college, but whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I don't, you know, I think the actual legal outcome was wrong. Right. Like that's not, that's not it at all. In fact, like, what it would be is the pretty exact equivalent of something that like some conservatives say about the 2020 election, like ones who are kind of trying to like hedge their bets or have it both ways. Um, like uh, Emily, some Eastern European last name, I'm going to get wrong uh, in the show on breaking points. It's not breaking points. Uh, she, she like, she's like the conservative who co-hosts with Ryan Grimm. Um but like I, I think I've seen her say things like this. It's like, well, I think more people voted for Joe Biden, but like I do think, you know, it's like illegitimate in the sense of, right? You know that like um, there was the attempt to like suppress like the the Hunter Biden story and blah blah blah, right? You know, it's like that's uh, 
like that would be the equivalent of like saying it was like illegitimate in the sense of like Russiagate, right? Like that's not saying that like the actual legal outcome is not what it should have been, right? You're saying that you think illegitimate stuff happened that, um, you know, that influenced it. So yeah, I, I think these, I think these analogies are really flawed, right? Like that the, um, that it's like, yes, you're right. If you were going to say it's like absolutely a sin to like ever say, that an election in any sense was illegitimate. That would be a really hypocritical thing for liberals to say. But also I think that's not like that doesn't even touch the objections to what Trump and his supporters did after the 2020 election. And also, by the way, like, I don't know, this is something I, I hate so much about so much punditry and political discourse in, you know, 2024 that like, like there's so much fucking focus on who's being hypocritical about what, and it's like, I don't, you know, people just get lost in this. It's like, I don't like, maybe you could just stop talking about like whether your enemies have a right to say such and such. Cause like really they're being hypocrites. It's like, just talk about what you think is actually true. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, Do you think it's okay to say that like an election was stolen sometimes? Okay, if so, do you think it's okay to like conspire to like submit slates of fake electors or get, you know, the vice president to not, you know, like like those are the issues that actually like matter at all of this. I mean, just the sort of like hypocrisy hunting I get really, really tired of. It's boring, yeah. We should uh, continue though. Yes, <laughs> we sure certainly should. That was like a Alex Jones length uh, thing I just said, so and it, there's a lot of historians believe that election was stolen. So it's not like Donald Trump was the first person to ever wonder or believe that an election was stolen from him. It's a very significant tradition in American political history, if you know anything about politics before 2016. And if Trump believed that the election was stolen, and while it's true, a lot of people in the Justice Department and a lot of people in the White House told them they didn't think it was, he did have advisors and lawyers telling them, telling him that they that they think there was evidence of it. Then the question is over, even on these other issues about whether or not Trump engaged in some conspiracy against the United States. But the issue is, is January 6th an insurrection? Well, and that's I, right. But I mean, Glenn, Glenn, since well, they hold vote, on, let's, let's one thing to and these guys haven't talked to leaders, Professor yeah. B. We Hillary was in videos two days ago saying Trump's going to steal this election. So why are they allowed to say it? It's free speech. You don't get indicted for it. Trump didn't get indicted for that. Oh, oh my God. They indicted him and they put it in the charging thing in Georgia saying he says the election. You're hoping people don't read the documents. You can go read it. It's a RICO case. There's a bunch of behavior that is within a RICO case. Oh, it's my not God. Itself okay, illegal. That's the point of RICO case. Yeah, all right. Can I, can I yeah. talk about the differences? So Bush versus Gore. What happens is the Supreme Court ruled and Gore conceded. He stopped saying this election was stolen. He stopped saying I won. That was Supreme Court. Yes. Did Gore refuse to certify the vote? I don't remember. Yeah, did he this, do that? The vote was he certified. Did, he didn't, oh, so, he didn't have so an alternate slate of electors? Exactly. Okay. So gotcha. after the gotcha. Trump gotcha. wanted a Supreme Court hearing, Trump wanted the same thing. 62 cases were brought before judges. And you said earlier, none of them are based on evidence. Six of them were based on standing. Six. Uh, the 60 they wouldn't even hear it. I saw Do you know it. how Listen, many of them were uh, Trump appointed judges that made those rulings? 17. So six, six of six of them. Blah, 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 blah. Let, 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 let me finish here. Six of them were based on standing Four of those that were based on standing. The judge also analyzed the merits and said there was no evidence or insufficient evidence. So only two of them. And that was Texas versus Pennsylvania and Gomert versus Pence. 
Do you know what those two cases were? No, Texas I know what the suing. cases are. Texas tried suing. Uh, no, I agree with no, you. No, Biden no, says inflation is fine right now. I agree with him. Let me finish. Texas tried suing Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, several other states saying that the election was stolen. And the judge said, no, Texas can't sue these other states. Somebody in that state who was affected had to sue them. Now, the other case was Gomert versus Pence. He challenged the Electoral Counts Act of 1807, saying that Pence could overturn the elector, the election. He said that Pence, and, and I think Pence that's could wrong. throw out I agree electors. with you. I think that was a wrong so legal those theory. Those are only two that were no, based on No, no, I agree with you on that. So, but, but what I'm saying is, then if Biden's going to win so big, why can't Trump be on the ballot? That's not up for Biden to decide. That's up for the Supreme Court. Oh, no, Court Biden to said he wants him off the ballot. It doesn't matter what Biden says. Oh, Biden's not I get the one it. to decide that. Trump lost. That's why he can't have his race car on the on the track. Uh, yeah, this horse is going to lose, so it can't be in the race. Bull crap. Who do you think has the authority then to determine the interpretation of Amendment 14? Man, I know the State Department. Why runs can't you answer a single question? Department. Why not just answer now one you question? Just keep saying, you, I'm just asking a simple question. Who has the authority ultimately the to decide it? Has not. The president even has been on, on CNN matters of constitution. You know, let me talk because you want to answer the question. Yeah, let out, the president let out, has not been going to ramble. He's not going to even on CNN. Anything. The legal analysts say that you have to be convicted. So, Destiny, you can sit there and have blue hair and uh-huh. be trending oh, right and, 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 and make all these like the moon is made of cheese. I'm Destiny. Does the He's word not, convicted? Uh, every American knows it's you don't so lose your rights you when go. you're not convicted. He's not been convicted. Right and and here's the good news it's backfiring. People, we have the Declaration of Independence and we can vote for who we want. To. No, you can't. Well, you can't vote for citizens. But can, oh, you, can you? Nobody stole the election. Can you vote for you can't vote for who you want. Nobody stole the election. But you can't vote for who you want. I think we just nobody stole the election. But you can't vote for who you want. We just beat this into the ground. Alex, I need you. Uh we just crushed this one into the ground, but I want to ask the question in a slightly different way. Was this an attempted coup? Do you guys think this was an attempted coup? Of course no. it was. The, the, Obviously the, the, it was. The Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, my the God. Weaponization Taylor hearings. Emails, the censorship. Russia. That, uh, there's COVID. no Russian connection. That's all. mRNA vaccines. Oh, take your extra. I want you to take all the Global shots. Global warming. How many shots have you had? None yet. You want to take some? No, I want. I'll, I'll be taking. I want you to answer one question about any. Of this. I want to see you take them all. I've been talking about yourself. the Democrats more and than maybe the Republicans on, your on the January sixth debate. Isn't that wild? Wait, wait, wait. Isn't that crazy? They now admit that What's the really? shot erases your immune system yep. and doesn't protect you. So you do that little one-liner yeah, there. Shot the the Democrats trying to take away January my Democrats. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 stay back. Uh, I I really just want to note here that um that both um that both glenn and uh darren Beattie. debater number four yes darren darren uh uh darren Beatty, uh both objected to bringing up um trump's larger attempt to overturn the election as near relevance to yeah. the, this january 6th discussion and uh and, and alex's uh like after like it was bad enough. He kept trying to change the subject whether Trump should be taken off the ballot, but like, uh, but now it's like the vaccine out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, like I said, like I said, there, there's going to be a lot of moments in this debate where you're going to be like, could the adults just be allowed to talk, please? It's kind of a completely a like unrelated comment, but like after like spending so much time being like mad at destiny about Israel, Palestine, it's kind of jarring to see him in a conversation where he's like clearly the most reasonable one again. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I feel that. All right. Back. All right, guys. Back to topic. Can yeah, I, question, uh, Brian has an answer. Question. So, so about- is it a coup? I, I, that's the question. Yeah, that's so. The- I, I, I think it's it can be debated. Or an that attempted it was coup. A coup. An attempted coup. A, a definitely, definitely, I would say it's an attempted coup. And a federal the judge, coup is flooding the border with now, aliens. Now district judge, U.S. District Judge oh, David Carter, actually evaluated the Trump Eastman scheme, and he said, All right, "We got some big quote, news. I'm not interrupting you. No, 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 no. After uh, not that yet. Oh, oh. Uh, but we we had Glenn. Glenn's going to speak after you were you were. I'm oh, no. sorry. I'll yeah. shut up now. So, so, so he. <laughs> So the federal judge, U.S. District Judge David Carter, evaluated the Trump Eastman scheme. Another lawyer. We can get, go into later. But basically, he said that it was, it was, quote, a coup in search of a legal theory. This is a federal judge. So a judge. We have a CIA a coup. coup over America. I, hey, the CIA that, kill Kennedy? Judges aren't part of the CIA. Oh, my are God. They? I, I don't think so. Well, is Glenn, that something? Is that a new theory of yours? No, it's not a new theory of mine. No, the whole thing is a big rotten... All right, guys. Uh, the CIA kill Kennedy. <laughs> it's amazing how like oh, you haven't answered yet. You, you probably got the COVID shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's 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 crazy how manic he is. <laughs> I you know it really is. He's like, "I'll like, shut up now," and then he comes in. He's like, "COVID shots." <laughs> yeah, five seconds after saying, "I'll shut up now," he's like, "I'll shut uh, up." I'll shut up. COVID yeah and like even like it's even undermining how i mean in a way it makes it funnier but like it's like i really wanted him to start explaining the connection between the judges and the cia like it's like yeah the you know judge in his divorce court was part of the cia you know like that's you know like this is the kind of content i want from alex yeah yeah I told you it would be fun. But you still can find partisan. They, they found the Secretary of State of, of Maine took Trump off the ballot because she had one hearing in a YouTube video. Are we ruled by this lady? Can we not vote for who we want? So so one, uh, one of the, I, I guess, defenses against it being a coup. Oh, wait. Here, we've got Glenn. Glenn speaking. Go for it, man. I just, uh, so it's just about the, just, I actually want to ask a question that I would love to hear everybody's answer to. But before I do that, just want to say about federal judges. This year, in the last six months, four different federal judges, a district court judge and then an appellate court unanimously, found that the Biden administration gravely violated the First Amendment. In fact, the greatest assault on free speech, the court said in decades, maybe the history of the judiciary by systemically pressuring big tech to censor the internet and purge it of all dissent by threatening big tech companies using the CIA, the FBI, and the CDC with punishment if they didn't censor the internet. Now, you may not agree, but according to your standard, four different federal judges concluded that, which is infinitely worse in terms of an abridgment of freedom or an attack on the Constitution than anything that Trump is accused of doing. That's but in not terms true. Of whether, that's not that's true. a digital well, let, insurrection hold, hold, by the deep state. Digital insurrection. Can I, can I, can I, can I put a pivot right, real quick? That I just want can, it to be can, noticed. Hold, hold up. Everybody hold up. We're, Glenn, Glenn, please finish your point, and then we're going to move on to the response. The question I want to ask is, the question that you asked, Ian, is, is, is this a coup? If you look at how other coups are perpetrated, and I think a lot of this is that if you're an American and you have this very soft history, you don't know what a coup is, you think that like what CNN tells you a, a coup is a coup. Usually the way coups work is the leader of the country, whoever is in charge of the military, orders the military to seize control of the levers of power. Trump was the commander in chief on January 6th. The military was duty bound to obey his orders. They had a right to disobey if they were illegal. But if this were a coup, why didn't Trump order the military to seize control of the power and turn over the election process 
to him? Why didn't he order the armed factions that form the, the law enforcement part of the military and the executive branch that serve under his command to do that as well? That's what happens in a coup. That didn't happen here because Trump wasn't trying to perpetrate a coup. He wanted this, the Department of Defense to seize voting machines, and the DOJ turned him down and told well, the him. The worst thing he did was try to take Biden off the ballot. Remember when Trump said Biden cannot run and have the Justice Department take Biden off the ballot? Oh, God, that was Biden. Sorry. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> So, so, what, to reiterate, also, Biden doesn't have the authority to do that. He still doesn't have Only the authority his Lord to Saber do Jack that. Smith, the uh, Supreme Court that Trump has his picks on, that's currently 6-3 conservative, they're the ones who are going to make the final decision on that. Uh, just, I wanted to be known that every single time you try to talk about any of the stuff related to Trump, it's so many Democrat names that comes out of people's mouths. I don't know why people can't just engage on the facts of what happened on and in the events leading up to hey, 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 an insurrection without having to invoke every other You're Democratic leader's ding name. Uh, no name calling. Uh, no, his name's Ding Dong, Ding Dong, Destin, whatever it is. The point is, I was there. There was a million, over a million people, and they said police were attacking. We got there, like, shooting tear gas. Uh, he keeps saying that. Were there a billion people at the January 6th protest? That seems yeah. so unlikely. Probably, like, also, at least tens of thousands, maybe, like, 100,000, but probably not even. Yeah, but, like, a billion? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Also, I've been like quite critical of Alex Jones, but I will say just like being told you can't call him Ding Dong and just pretending like he thought that was Destiny's name is like a great bit. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you do got to hand it to him. <laughs> and then a bunch of feds help break through with some idiots that got mad at a brawl. And then the cops go, come on in. Everybody come on in. So, so Alex, and Alex. so there's all the, everybody sees those videos now. Okay, so, you so, call this the new Pearl Harbor, worse than 9-11. So 3,000 people. Do you disagree? Let me ask you this. Do you disagree with the, them claiming this was worse than Pearl Harbor or 9-11? I, I think it depends how you ask that question. Oh. I, I would say I would say no. It's not worse than Pearl Harbor it, or 9-11. What are you basing on it? Are you it, basing? No, 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 no. I get no, it. I get no, it. No, no. Trying to take people's votes away is no, no, so no, no, sacrosanct, no. but you're so, trying to take so the vote with Trump. It's unprecedented that a president of the United States would do everything with, within his power to prevent the peaceful transfer of power to the next president. He said, that I want you to peacefully march down to the Capitol. That is a uniquely horrible event. The march to the Capitol, what was bad was him watching the riot happen for three hours and doing nothing no no it took him an, it, no it was the riot was happening he spoke for an hour and a half it started then then he got back to the white house watched it like 30 40 minutes and then shot a video no you're lying he got back to the white I'm house lying. he got mark meadows delivered a note mark on his meadows. desk that ashley babbitt had been shot and he sat there sipping diet coke for an hour and a half the guy that you the called they, your leader the way they run how, many pardons, how many pardons, i was there how many pardons did trump do for the patriots that got uh, unfairly charged with crimes Listen, convicted infamy, in the Capitol i was there why didn't donald trump they pardon say, any of those people why didn't say, donald trump pardon i've any seen of those the people? timelines you, there's, not false, be, there's not going to be there's not going to be an answer because there's not you're scared to answer any questions they claimed their timelines Every he single spoke for almost an hour there. and a half. What, 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 just keep it one at a time. It's capital easier. When he first started speaking. So you had an hour and a half on it didn't exist. I was there. So you were there, Alex. Mm -hmm. So tell me, were there weapons there? No, nobody okay, used so, weapons. So are you telling me? Yes, are you there were weapons. You're, no, you're right. Yeah. You got me. He's going to say uh, the cops. Yeah, they, they shot Ashley Babbitt and they threw people okay, so, off, the, off, the, off, the, off the balcony. 
and they beat a woman's brains out. You're right. They, they, they there were, there, the was, there were 75. Oh, no, nobody shot a woman? Nobody beat a nobody woman to death? Nobody beat a woman on the ground. That's a fake video that got put out. That was not <laughs> real. Babbitt's fake, folks. It was wow. Shot. I like how you would shot. think that years after and the event, we're now getting unreleased footage. There's like, video there were a thousand of people bragging right around it. There's that video woman, of that event from five different her in without her getting beat by a baton. How would that take years oh to report? Oh, my God. Alex? Everybody on everybody on X. Him saying they didn't beat a woman to death. Everybody watching. Yeah, yeah, let's... Oh, you just screwed but, yourself. All right, I, I asked you about. Got your ass. Woo! All right, Alex. yeah, got uh, his ass uh, now. Once you're done celebrating, Ashley like Babbitt. Ask. Nobody died. Old, old woman didn't get drugged in by the cops and beat by batons. This is an Eagles got Cowboys you, game. What is that? No, no, he wants to do little little one ups and just. So what hope, Trump fans are. I hope the audience only goes off um, how much emotion there is. Okay, I can talk okay, you. Alex, I can talk down, you. Buddy, calm down, calm Here down. Okay, so you said the weapons were the Fed shooting at. I mean, I told you this was going to be entertaining. If I've been doing this shit wrong, like the next time I do a debate, like if I make if I make what I think is a good point, uh, should I start uh, shouting? I got your ass. Yeah, declare victory. You're like, I got you. I got your ass. I got the cheering, you. Cheering, cheering. Woo, woo. <laughs> All right, good. Good. Take that for a test drive next time. Yeah. Ashley Babbitt. What about um? How about the guy who, the three men on the corner of 14th and Independence who had AR-15s? How about... Oh, they use those? They didn't use them, but oh, I... Oh, oh, I, oh, oh, I, oh, 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 what about the pipe bomb? I, I asked you a question. Who's that? Alex, <laughs> I asked you a question if people had weapons. How about the... How many weapons were seized? Like, hey, I got a dick. 75 I got a dick. I mean, I'm raping people. But 75. Alex, 70, 75 of the people arrested within the Capitol building had weapons. Let's uh, oh we have a couple God. of clips. knives and stuff. Oh, but, yeah. but, so, the, the knives have weapons that disarm them immediately. Guy Raffet, they how about Guy Reffitt? The what is he? Three percenter or three percent? Does he have right? nuclear weapons like Biden? He, so had, a, use he on had a handgun on the stairs of the Capitol. He had a handgun as as he was encouraging God, that's people a, to. That's worse than Pearl Harbor. As he was saying, t- telling people to go into the Capitol. As he was saying, he wants to drag Nancy Pelosi out of the Capitol and hopes her head hits every did stair say, on the way. Did he say go finish. into the Capitol like Rams? Let me just finish my point before you cut me off. So he wanted to drag Nancy Pelosi out and let her head hit every stair on the way out. He, he said, we're yeah, gonna and I got pooped on Pelosi. Finish, Alex. So Alex, we don't blame him. Yeah, let, let Ed finish this point because point, we're going to go to Darren really he quick. He said on his way to the Capitol building that they're going to take the Capitol and put insert their own government. Yeah, so and he had a out of a million people, a few lunatics were there, and you call it like Martians invading and blowing the earth up. It like like Lynn Ringwald said. His intention you know wasn't an insurrection. Yeah, are you I saying heard. his intention wasn't an insurrection? He's saying he's going to drag Nancy Pelosi out. He's saying and he wasn't under the- Trump's command. All right, Trump said go peacefully. Yes, you can finish your point, and then we're going to go to Darren. Can we use a mute button or something on Alex? No, yeah, I'm not going to be run over. So. He was on his way to the Capitol building saying, we're going to take the Capitol and install our own government. He had a handgun in on the stairs of the Capitol saying he's going to drag Nancy Pelosi and Mitch a McConnell gun. out. But you don't have a problem with that. That's he not didn't that's, use a gun. What do you think, Darren? Because he didn't use a gun because he didn't have the opportunity to shoot Nancy Pelosi or Mike Pence. Did he that's go? okay. 
He didn't have access to that. I didn't say it was okay. Thankfully, the Capitol Police. Thankfully, the Capitol Police. What about the Q shaman? What about the Q shaman? They let in. Thankfully, the Capitol Police. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. A guy had a gun. When you martial law, all the Americans are guilty. You can't vote for Trump now. A guy had a gun. I've been asked by Zero Hedge to moderate this debate, so that's what I'm going to do. Everyone, quiet down. We're going to Darren Beatty. Darren. What's happening? What's this? question here no, oh, just, all is this, this a freaking coup what do you think about what they've been saying no, as well i don't think it's a coup i again i i think question of an insurrection you can go to the etymology arising up that could be anything if we keep the proper perspective in mind it doesn't elevate to anything resembling the civil war 9-11 or any of the crazy what one guy with a gun isn't as big as a civil war no they didn't use the gun I- <laughs> darren keep going um so there's that. The scope, I think, matters, and that's what we're really getting at when we talk about insurrection. The courts are politically weaponized, so I wouldn't even rest you know, le- the legitimacy on that question on the determinations of the courts, which we can see are running away with pretty wild and ridiculous theories. Weaponized weaponized court system so there's that and then you know these you know sure they're random nut jobs who are around uh dc on that day and then any other day and so i don't think that's relevant to the ultimate question of whether it was a coup whether it was an insurrection um and as i said before the stuff about trump and the legal theory behind his you know multiple part plan that could be an interesting discussion. It's technically outside the scope of the debate. But again, I would reiterate anyone who knows Trump, anyone who knows people who knows Trump, 100 percent certainty. Trump genuinely believes that the election was stolen. He had multiple legal advisors. Many of his advisors were trying to sabotage him from day one. Just because he was advised by one of these snakes doesn't mean that he therefore agrees with what they say. He agreed with the people who told him it was stolen and that he had legal recourse to address that, which he implemented. So there's nothing that rises to an insurrection or coup about that either, even though that's outside of the scope of our discussion for today. So uh, Cassidy Hutchinson uh, said that Trump said to Mark Meadows, I don't want people to know we lost. It's embarrassing. I would I'm glad that you mentioned her because. This gets to the televised sham. That well, was well these- she was under oath. Who under oath for Trump said? Well, she changed her story a bunch. Yeah, she, she was, un- she she was clearly, under oath. Yeah, she was under oath. So, yeah, so, so, was- so, so the thing here under is that. Oath. Listen, so the thing here is Why that. Why is the January 6th committee destroying Janu- the transcript? The January 6th committee called near 98% of their witnesses were Republicans. It was kangaroo. These people were under oath Republicans and they testified. The people who didn't testify within the Trump circle, there were dozens who Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment. They refused to say a word. So you're going to tell me that the people that testified under oath are the liars. But the people that said things in the public but failed to say anything under oath are the ones that are well, telling well, the answer. Well, let me say I wasn't just there on January 6th. I was in that congressional hearing and took the fifth 98 times. And not because I think to hide. The Fifth Amendment isn't just to incriminate yourself. It's because they wanted me in a perjury trap. They were to have witnesses claim something wasn't true. You think I think attacking the Capitol makes us win an election? Yeah, but witnesses against your 
your, their testimony versus you can't get you in perjury. Oh. It, they can't. Oh, yeah. Just ask Roger need, Stone that question. No, it doesn't happen that way. How did Roger Stone, how did perjury get Roger Stone that Roger Stone way? Roger Stone wasn't involved with WikiLeaks. He worked here then. He, he couldn't get a hold of him. I knew he told the truth. He didn't tell anybody, I'm, I'm behind the WikiLeaks. They said Roger Stone ran WikiLeaks. He never even talked to Julian Assange. They say he ran WikiLeaks. No, they freaking tried to put he him in. communication. I think this is getting off topic. Oh, my yeah, this God. Is, this is off topic. That's okay. Roger didn't lie to Congress I don't think when he said, I don't know Wiki. I have not interviewed Assange. Let's pull back to I, Darren. Jesus I wanted to, Christ, Darren's going to finish off what you were saying about this. And I think, Glenn, you were going to mention something after that. And then I have a couple of clips that we're going to play. But, Darren. Yeah. I mean, the, the January 6 hearings were a show trial of the sort that would make Kim Jong il blush. Um, Explain it to him. They wouldn't let Republicans that they wanted under the law yeah. on the committee. They yeah, wanted Jim was, Jordan, who was actually part of the investigation. You're not allowed to have you, you on oh. your side. We pick who the people are on our jury. Jim Jordan was Jim being Jordan's investigated bad. by the committee. You can't vote for Trump either. They wanted, they wanted a, a person on the committee who was being investigated by the committee. How does that make oh sense? Oh my God, then, when you're being then, investigated by the Democrats, you don't have a look. I think a lot of people watching don't he understand. Hey guys, guys. Jim Jordan Alex. was elected. Does they don't that have the, matter? The people that are listening don't have the context. So if we start rapid fire argumentation, a lot of people are going to lose interest. We need to stay focused and listen to each other. It's really important. Staying focused well, is right really hard for them to for win their case. case. It is they really hard. win their case when they have to stay focused. It's all very hard. But it, with any of their views of reality. It is possible. Well, I'm going to go take a piss and I'll let you tell and, people fairy tales. But, but what we're happening is Darren is going to continue what you were saying about uh, finishing up your thought. We're going to Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, well, the thought was just about this Hutchinson, and she said a lot of things. I believe she was the one who said that Trump reached over to the steering wheel and, you know, told the Secret Service this or that, which was a bizarre thing because the Secret Service agents in question weren't the ones that were called upon to testify. Under some, of them, some of them testified the same thing that Cassidy Hutchinson said. No, the Secret yes. Service actually said we would love to testify and they weren't allowed to. The They're two Secret Service agents in question, that specific antidote, anecdote were not allowed to testify so why would they take the secondhand report from hutchinson when they could have interrogated directly the people who would well, have would have been direct witnesses to that not those two specific oh, those agents two. but why not other why agents they in have the car had... with trump testified for the j6 committee i don't know why they would or wouldn't testify or have particular people testify but other people in that car did no yes the two, they did. two people yeah, Glenn. The, the, the January 6th committee, and it's what uh, Alex was alluding to just a second ago, is one of the biggest shams in the history of Congress because what happened with the January 6th committee was we had a long history of 225 years of tradition in the United States Congress where whatever investigative commissions would be created within the Congress, the minority leader and the majority leader would each select the members of that committee to ensure there was fair representation by both parties. Nancy Pelosi for the first time in the history of the United States, as Speaker of the House, refused to allow the Republicans who were chosen for that committee by Kevin McCarthy, the, the at the time the Republican Majority Leader, to Minority Leader, to be seated on the panel. And as a result, the Republicans said, "We're going to have nothing to do with this." And the only quote unquote Republicans that were chosen was Liz Cheney, who ended up losing her seat by 36 points, and Adam Kinzinger, who didn't bother running again because they were so unrepresentative of the Republican Party. It was a completely partisan commission. And on top of that, none of the videotapes that were available was made available to the public except for very deceitfully chosen snippets by 
uh, Adam Schiff and by Liz Cheney. And it was only within the last several months that we saw all of the video footage and what it showed makes a joke of the idea that this was a coup. You had people peacefully walking into the Capitol, led by many of the police officers who encouraged them to enter peacefully, which they did. The vast majority of people who were there at January 6th aren't even charged with using violence. And that's what makes this whole debate such a preposterous joke. If you look at how coups are carried out in other countries, you could make a much better case that the Black Lives Matter protests of 2020 was an insurrectionary movement. And the reason it matters, Destiny, is because if you're gonna make arguments, there has to be an important test, which is do you apply the same principles you're claiming to profess and believe in to cases where it undermines your partisan allegiance and your ideology, not only where it helps it. That's one of the key tasks for determining the authenticity of your argument. And so if you don't think the 2020 protest movement was an insurrectionary movement against the United States government, there's no way to claim what January 6th was, especially since Trump could have done so much more to cause a coup that he did not do because that wasn't his aim ever. If you want to talk about applying the same standard. Uh, okay, first, just as a programming note, uh, we should in the next couple of minutes go to the post game uh, for, uh, for patrons. Normally we would have done that at Ted Eastern, but we got started a little bit late, you know. Um, but uh, but I, I also want to say um, I saw somebody in the chat a while ago say that it it you know should have been one on one with uh, with <laughs> Destiny and uh, and and Glenn Greenwald, which 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 certainly would have been a much better debate, you know, mm. um, you know. But uh, I, I also just find it really hilarious that we've gotten so much more substance in the last couple minutes <laughs> because Alex Jones got up to pee. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I definitely noticed that as well. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty funny, but you got to admit it's pretty, it's been pretty entertaining. Don't you admit? Oh, it's been very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Like there definitely would have been more substantive, but then again, like I, would have been much less likely to watch a debate about right. <laughs> if Alex Jones wasn't in it. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's... I would, I, I would like to see destiny and uh, Glenn like argue though. Cause I do think that, yeah, I mean, on either side, they're, they're the most reasonable of each. Although, I mean, these, these Krasenstein guys seem fine. I just like sometimes don't understand like the, like, I feel like they're not making like the best arguments, but they're pretty calm and like making yeah. good points for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there were definitely some times, especially early on, when I think they made some really bad arguments. But at least they, they, um, at least they sort of pass, they pass consistently past the minimum threshold of, um, of being calm and waiting their turn to speak and uh, addressing the topic and not wandering mm-hmm. off into unrelated topics, uh, not. Uh, not just randomly interrupted your opponents, you know, to like just just parrot back phrases they use, you know. It's like it's an insurrection. Oh, know? the courts, hey lawyers. Oh, another lawyer. Another lawyer. <laughs> That's my favorite moment. <laughs> but uh, what do you think about what Glenn's saying here, Ben? Yeah, I, I think that uh, again, there there are two kind of um, components here. Maybe more than that. Right, one is. Uh, the one about what's the like is it a coup question? And I'm actually like much more sympathetic to like that part of of his argument, right? Like that yeah. I, I think that the um 
you know, that like you're really watering down, you know, that, that, that term, if you, if you use it to describe the January 6th riot, I think there's a, I think if you're talking about the broader attempt to overturn the election of which January 6th was the sort of pathetic last gasp, um, then it gets less ridiculous, right? I mean, like it's sort of, a in that loose sense in which we talk about like, you know, you might even refer to like the, um, you know, the impeachment of Dilma and the, and the frame up of Lula in Brazil is like a lawfare coup, right? Like in that kind of sense, right? Then, then, then I think, you know, it does become more appropriate to talk about it that way, right? Like, and, and maybe also, you know, 2000, right? You, know, you could talk about that way. Um, but uh, so it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I think that, yeah, so I'm kind of mixed on that part. Uh, how excited? I I just I don't know. Like I I don't really get how excited he is about this procedural question about like who, who like traditional norms say like selects people to to like serve on a committee for like a you know to like hold hearings and make a report. Um, like he seems really animated about that in a way that I don't. I don't quite get um and you know it's it's like i, I don't know um i i think like this this sort of that whole aspect of the discussion seems kind of lost in the partisan noise to me like i don't um i i don't like why do you is that really the biggest travesty? And like the, you think about all the shit Congress has done over the centuries, right. You know, that they, they did like, they didn't honor this like informal norm about who gets to, you know, who gets to serve on an investigating committee. Like I, I just, that, that part, that part seemed a little silly to me. I haven't all of the, all of the back and forth about Casey Hutchinson and all that. I'm sorry. I'm just not enough of a January 6th super fan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) to follow that <laughs> pretty good about that as a life choice <laughs> uh, but like I, I i kind of like i i guess maybe my last thought before we wrap up and then i'll go to you guys is that like i kind of like what you said i don't know close to the beginning victor about how a lot of the questions allegedly being talked about seem like proxies for like the the like questions that are like actually in dispute Right. Like, and, and there are, you know, there are like a few of them, but, and, you know, I, and I think that, um, you know, it, like certainly one of those is how bad is it that Trump um, tried in numerous ways to overturn the results of a democratic election, right? Like that's, that's sort of, that's, that's a big one, right? Like, um Maybe the one Alex keeps wanting to change the topic to. I mean, I guess if you know, to be fair to Alex Jones, uh, not something you get to say a lot. Uh, then um, maybe like the one he keeps trying to talk about about like the taking Trump's name off the Colorado ballot or whatever. Maybe that's also one of those implicit background questions. But like, I I I, I don't know. I, I just think this is like I really I really want. I, I guess this is my biggest frustration about the the whole thing, right? Because it's like I I I what I really wish people would argue about what they're actually arguing about, mm. right? Just like you know, say like 
you know, if you don't think that Trump tried to overturn the election was a big deal, say that, own it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then have the argument about it. Right. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I mean, you know, my position for whatever it's worth is that it is a big deal. Uh, I think it's actually good that he's being indicted for some of that stuff. Uh, I, I hate that presidents and ex presidents almost always get away with everything. Um, but also, I think it's, I think his name should be on the ballot. You know, I, th- I think he yep. can, you know, he could, uh, even if, even if the trial wraps up really quickly, he could run from prison like Jim Debs. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of think, um, one of the things that's frustrating about uh, what what Glenn's doing, or I, I think, okay, maybe let me pose this a different oh. way. I feel like maybe my charitable interpretation of like Glenn's perspective seems to be that, you know, he's he, which is you know consistent, I guess, with his past work is like the way that the media sensationalizes stuff, and he's like, okay, oh. you know, like the Western, the American media wants is like invested in this narrative that it's a coup and an insurrection, and they're like overblowing it. And it's really not that big of a deal. And they're really using that. And he's just very, he feels just very suspicious of the way that this can be used for governments to continue to entrench their power. And that just seems to be his concern. He's just kind of transforming that. But I think like that's to his detriment because like you kind of said, I just feel like he's totally trivializing like what is, was really bad about it. And it makes me think that like, which is frustrating that he's not just arguing it directly. But it does make me think that he's just doesn't think it's a big deal. And if anything, he might just think it's total sham, like January 6th. He's like, there's nothing there. It's just a tool for that the media uses to like entrench more centralized power. And I just feel like that's kind of his line and that's kind of what his 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 underlying motivation, argumentative motivation seems to be to me. Yeah. And you know, and I and I think I've expressed this, right? I'm I'm pretty sympathetic to that underlying motivation. It's just like I think you should be able to walk and chew bubble gum on this yeah. and like say like, yeah, those are good concerns to have, but also like, it's really bad for the president to try to subvert the law to stay in office after he lost an election. Uh, like, you know, you could, you know, you should be able to hold both of those thoughts in your head. Totally. I mean, but he just seems to not think that, I don't know. I don't know. It's unclear. Uh, like whether he actually thinks that that attempt was real by Trump or I don't know. Yeah. He hasn't really had a chance to say it or maybe he said it elsewhere. I can't remember if he says it later in the debate, but so, something that's also a really bad sign is how much time this debate has already been spent arguing about what they're supposed to be arguing about. Yeah. Like, Classic, like adjudicating though. what counts as on topic or not. Like that's, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Because, yeah, because it's like if you say, I don't know, it's like I, I almost, in a way, I guess I almost wish it was a broader topic because it's like the position that seems right to me on this. It's like, yeah, uh, there's like there is a certain amount of over um, overhyping the actual riot. Like that's not the part that's the biggest deal. Uh, it's bad, right? Like uh, political violence is very bad, you know, especially when it's based on total nonsense. But like, um, but but at the same time, the overall attempt to overturn the election was really really bad, right? And it's like, because that's clearly a big background thing that these guys disagree on. And like, I'd really like to see them have an honest argument about that. And I have very mixed feelings for the reasons that Ethan uh, said about the presence of Alex Jones in it, because like. You know, when he gets back from his pee, like, you know, it's going to be impossible. All hell is going to break loose. All hell is going to break loose. It's going to be impossible to have a real discussion about any of it. But also, 
uh, part of why I agreed to watch this is that like I knew it was gonna be like be a fascinating and entertaining shit show because Alex Jones wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, Ethan. Do you want to say anything about it or no? I don't have many thoughts about this. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair it's enough. Like, I will uh, say it's like uh, just, Chris Christopher Hitchens line about uh, you know people would ask him what he thinks about David Cameron and he'd say uh, he doesn't make me think. Or the one the one zinger that uh that uh Ayn Rand had about 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 Reagan, I think. because uh, mm-hmm. people are like always asking, Oh, what do you think of Reagan? Do you like Reagan Ayn Rand? And she's like and she's like uh she's like, Well I don't think of him at all. And the and the more or what is it what did she say? It was something it was like of some clever quip about like, and the more I the more I look, the less I think, or something, or the more I hear, the less I think. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I um, think like, I don't know. Like, I, I think like there have been debates we've watched that I've had less to say about just because of the topic. But this is really one where I'm just kind of like, just like, let, I just want to like kind of witness like the car crash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally unrelated. But I have, uh, I was like doing laundry earlier today, which is like across the street from my apartment, not in my apartment. And I was like putting, of course, we got loonies here. And I was like trying to put this loonie into pan. I was like, why the fuck is this loonie not working? And then I look at it and it's like randomly these, I don't know. I was going to ask you guys, how rare are they? It's a $1 American coin with Sacagawea on it. Oh yeah. Are those rare? Like, is that in, in the U S I feel like I've never seen one. Pretty rare. Although I actually, I I actually feel like I'm trying to think like, um, it's like, I actually feel like I've gotten one sometimes like from like coin machines or whatever, whatnot, but it's like, yeah, they're, they're pretty rare. Okay. Yeah. I was just, cause I don't think I've ever seen one. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, oh, it's an American $1 coin. That's weird. Cause I've, I've never, I've I've never, never like, seen one. I feel like there was an old Simpsons thing where they did a thing about Sacagawea and, uh, and, and Marge says, uh, and now there's something called a Sacagawea dollar. You can take it to the bank and exchange it for a real dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I remember that actually. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um all right. Well, uh we are going to go to uh the post game for Patriots. We have quite a bit of this left. We're not going to finish it in the post game. Uh we are going to actually finish it uh next week. Uh but we are going to go to the post game for Patriots to watch as much more of it as we can watch tonight. Uh, if you are already a patron, you should have an email or just go to the Patreon and you should see the link for the post game. If you're not, there's no time for like the present five bucks a month. Uh, the cost of a milkshake at a fifties, uh, nostalgia diner in 1994. Uh, you get, uh, access to all the Monday and Thursday night post games, discord server. Uh, sometimes you get stuff in advance, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But mostly our undying, uh, love and appreciation for helping to keep this going. All the rest is just a way of saying thank you. Uh, and with that, we will, uh, we will cut it out for the main show tonight and go to the post game where we will watch at least a little bit more of this and finally settle the question of who got whose ass.